Howard from the Promo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane in Australia. It's episode 118 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, we reflect on the year 2023 for music and cigars. And, as always, the Primetime Jukebox is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobacco has been carefully hand-selected in a well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary offers three distinct wrappers, smooth, creamy, Ecuadorian, Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrels wrappers with Thick, high priming liner and filler tobaccos because each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigars brands include the Perdomo 30th Anniversary, Perdomo Double Age 12 Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Aids, Perdomo Lot 23. Perdomo Minso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Cigars of Cuba, it was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Arroyo took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to scar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son Husto brought their very own brand to market, each contain the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Sumatra. Each represent that golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. And of course, when I mention Tobacco USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Albin, and Aging Room Cigars, Tobacco USA, great things are happening here. And finally, by Drew State. Dark, bold, and unapologetic. Black and Scars, I made one by Drew State. This is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. This is a masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distillings' Rob Dietrich, and Drew State's Jonathan Drew. The all Maduro Black and Scars, I made one by Drew State, is rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, awful and tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso. That's perfect for both life celebrations and times of reflection. You could find them at your Drew Diplomat retailer. And remember, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of shows, as well as the California studios for the Thursday Primetime show, exclusively sponsored by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Jukebox, episode 118. This is an early July 2024 edition of the show. This is Will Cooper here. I'm in the Podomosco Studios on the Black Stage. And I'm joined uh, by my good friend and colleague, down under, Mr. Dave Burke. 
Well, Coop, I'm wearing uh, all the Dolly merch today. I got the Jolene shirt. Yeah, yeah, you're going good. I'm it's glad Coop you're enjoying it. in the uh, in the Dollywood hat. So thank you, Coop. Yep. No, Thanks glad. Again. To, yeah, no, uh, it, it couldn't be in better hands than you. So uh, we were really glad to do that. No, we're going to talk a lot of Dolly today. We have a lot of Dolly um, to talk about today, uh, for sure. Um, I know we, yeah, there's definitely a lot to talk about with that. Um, I, I, I think since the last show, the numbers on the sales of Rockstar have come out, and uh, it's better than I expected, Coop. It, it, we, uh, we were talking about last week, we really didn't get a good feel for it to get a good feel for it no. but i think it got lost with christmas music i i really think that was a bad time to come out with that album but not mm. so much that cheating the numbers are there i no. don't think it got the visibility because the christmas music you know wham getting the number one was mm. a big you know all this going on it, it gets a little lost doesn't mean people aren't listening to it but like publicity wise now it's you know i think so was some very encouraging stuff with this. And it was, you know, we'll definitely be talking Dolly today. So there'll be no shortage of Dolly talk today. And if I may, people don't think that the music industry listens to the show. Well, I'm just going to review some past year in review now or never. And you tell me, Coop. Okay. When we get when we get there, you tell me if the music industry doesn't listen to what we have to say. Absolutely. We notice we notice the car industry has. We look brilliant, by the way. Remember Alec Bradley? You had them. If you go back to the old cigar jukebox, they've had yeah. them on the chopping block, right? This <laughs> is like, never like two years in a row. And then like 2018, the, you know, the uh, magic toast comes out. Alec mm. and Bradley start striking gold. Mm. Uh, they're doing dojo cigars. And it was right after that. Now or never. So, yeah, that's right. So we'll be going into that. Absolutely. Uh, eight, eight. This is like a now and never, by the way, we've actually borrowed it on a couple of Coop shows from time to time, but it is a Dave Burke original here. You, we always that. give him the full credit with this. Yeah. Now or never. Yeah. Because and no, and it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great segment. It's a lot of fire going. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But we got yeah. a lot of stuff in our, our year in review today. Which yeah. Is crazy. It, it definitely is. It's uh. So what we do with this is, uh, music and cigars. We do. Yeah. We do a little both. We, so that's what this show is about. Done, we've done panels in the past. We just didn't have time to get one together this time. Yeah, we definitely have to work on that. Um, because the, the and, problem and, is the people we have on are on all these other panels, and so they're usually booked I, up. I actually. Dave, I've actually been clearing my slate of panel shows in January the last few years. It's mm. it's too much for me. Um, and uh, not that I don't. I'll do. I did dojos last night, but that was a little different. Yeah. Uh, they were doing sitcom. They didn't have a bracket, so. Uh, That's uh, right. Yeah, Mash lost in the Mash lost. By the way, just so you know, I saw uh, that. Yeah, Mash lost in the semifinals. So, uh, uh, but but yeah. So I, it's just my. Uh, I'm doing enough shows already. So it's like I'm yeah, trying that's right. To, you know, and I, I think I like hear. I like listening and hearing other people's opinions on it too. So, speaking of uh, end of year shows that I can I can tout, the uh, people should listen to the How about that cigar one, where they go through great show, wasn't it a great cigars. show? I I love they, that. Idea. They go through a but they take their cigar bands and they literally go through that. Mm, they talk about when this. Oh, I, I that's such a great idea. I love that. Yeah, it's a great show. You know, Matt's gone through a few changes. Obviously, he's got a new co-host, Raul. I think Raul's doing a really nice job. Um, 
in the in the role. So, uh, you know, he's new to doing podcasts, but I think he's getting better and better every week. I really uh, think he's great, g- giving some great insights into that show. So that's, and then they're doing the cigar. Like if you're listening to this now, like you'll want to tune in a half hour after this is over because they're going to be doing their cigar of the year list. So literally, if you're listening this Monday night, go to How About That Cigar. Check out. I'm 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 excited about that. That's a list I always get excited about. Um, mm-hmm. and Matt does a really good job of picking a number one. I guess right. Raul's now too. But last year they picked the Crux the Connoisseur, which is one of my they favorite did. cigars. So he that's a that former cigar. number one cigar of the year for me. So I think I think it's a really good list they put together. Those guys. He loves that cigar. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I should have figured out it was number one when I was up there <laughs> smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and this, I was over at the studio before we met you. It's his, oh, and, yeah. and he was smoking those like chain smoking them. I'm like, how did I not figure this out? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he loves that cigar. Uh, yeah. But no, there's some great lists, some great end of year. I'm sure DP always does development palette, so it's a good one. Coop's list. Yeah, we're gonna down. Yeah, I've been listening we'll to a, those. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're watching this, it's already been announced. So we'll talk a little about it. Um, here, so this is pre-recorded, but but yeah. So my list will be yeah. over. Um. And the DP list, I think, is coming out like at the end of January. They, they're still doing yeah. some work on this, so uh, stay tuned think, on that. What was that cigar? There's a cigar where they're all like six and seven. I can't remember what it was though. Recently? No, like months ago. Yeah, I don't remember ago. which one it was either. There is one. There, you're right. I want to say it's there the was patina. One. I want to say it's the patina anniversary. Might be- Papa Saka or the Papa Saka, they're very high on. They, they they were higher on it. I don't know if but, all of uh, them were high on it though. I don't know. There was one I can't remember what it was. Anyway, yeah, check that out. Uh, I always like watching that show as well, and we'll talk about that show. My favorite uh, review of the year. I have I picked mine as well. Um, just year and everything. So let's get to, let's get to some. Some music news, Coop. Before you look at the year in music, let's get into some some current music news. Um, yeah, and this is you know uh, the top fifty will will have dropped all of it today or by today. Yep. Um, you can find all that on cigarjukebox.com. Um, I begin uh, the uh, the the viewing numbers on the top fifty have been good, so I'm happy about that. People checking it out. Um, but yeah, so I'll have my, we'll talk about my top five today and that'll be dropped, but the top 50 is up top and then we'll go to the oops 50 coop. So we have a hundred, a hundred, uh, a hundred songs to go through. Yeah. And then I'll be dropping new oldies top 10. Um, sometime later this month, we'll begin it. I'll be done with, uh, I'm, I'm just wrapping up some of the other coop awards and then, uh, should be ready to start doing that. Um, I think I have a number one. I think I've I think Ooh. I've gotten a number one now. It's back not that I'm what? Is it you keep going back and forth with another I, one or Yeah, I have got there's there was it was it was like a group of three or four. I think I've gotten one that's okay. come ahead now, yeah. So Um And I'm gonna go through a little top top uh top five history later too, but Ooh. So for people that don't know what like what the oops fifty is, well one year I kept finding new songs. So I think it was like 2019 or something. I ended up doing a top 60 because I just kept adding songs. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. 
And so what I do is the top 50, and then the oops 50 is all the songs that I missed. That if yeah. I was doing it, that deserved to be on the list, but I I didn't listen to them in time. So that's, uh, and that'll be, and that'll start once the top 50 is over. That'll start, so then you'll have 100 tracks to listen to. Um, I'm sending Coop the, uh, I put it, I put all the songs in a playlist, so you don't even have to look them up, Coop. You can just go to the playlist. Oh, perfect. So yeah, we'll, to... we'll include we'll that start. with our playlist for the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that'll be perfect as well. And on the website, it's its own tab. So you just go to the tab and all the all the entries there. You don't need to like scroll through all the posts or anything. There you go. Making it as easy for you as possible. As well, absolutely, yeah. You know, it's funny if we miss the playlist, like or something. People are on that. Like, hey, where's the play? They always, they want that <laughs> hey, playlist before the show. Hey, so I can tell you that playlist? we so we get that tier before the show. Yeah. I apologize. The playlist for this show is going to be quite, not quite as long as others because we're talk we're we're not talking as much songs as usual. But yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Right. But you got yeah. fifty songs to listen to. You got another fifty. You got, you got fifty songs to listen to. Yep, and three Dave hours and ten minutes. I looked it and, up today. And look, Dave, there's something for everyone on that list. I'm not saying the the whole oh, list yeah. is for everybody, right? But there is something for everybody on that list. Um, and you may discover like what I like about it is is Dave's really on top of the newer music scene, and and there's always things I find about and learn from that list and the Oops list as well. So I really encourage folks. To, to to check it out and, and let us know what songs you liked and didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you, Coop. Yep, I yep. appreciate it. The Oops Let's gets a bit weird. There's some weird music on that <laughs> one usually, but that's all right. Um Nicki Minaj. Yes, has I, 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 put out a record, Pink Friday Two. Yes. Um and Nicki Minaj has sort of been jumping around. She's been doing soundtrack stuff like on the Barbie soundtrack. Um been putting out singles, been featuring on songs, but has an LP out. It's debuted at number one on Billboard's 200, um, which I looked at, and I read it's the most number ones for a woman rapper. She's had the most number ones with three. I, I three did. album debut number ones, and that's Inter- the most for interesting. any woman rapper. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to get broken, like if, you know, Lizzo and um, Stallion and stuff keep going, but right, right. But for now, um, there you go. So that's interesting. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in new music. Um, but it's good because like well, there hasn't been. She's been on a lot of songs lately, but there really hasn't been a big LP from her for a couple of years. So it's good to have one. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because like like Coop, and we'll talk about it later. But the sort of the Sort of the theme this year has been like, oh, for artists is like, well, we'll put out either singles or EPs. We won't put out LPs. So it's good to see an LP come out. Yeah. You know, you know and I think I was talking like about that, like with the Pet Shop Boys, for example. Yeah. They're not eligible for the new oldies list because I don't count EPs. I count eight songs makes an LP for me. Yeah. So the idea is, yeah, eight songs is yeah, an album, yeah. not six, but eight. Yeah, That's not seven, true, yeah. but eight. Yeah. So if you don't have That's eight songs, true. you're not eligible for the list. I think there is something for an album versus an EP. And we're seeing, unfortunately, and I'll talk about this a little later, this is something that's happening in the music business mm. right now. Dolly. Dolly did the opposite, and she did an LP that's so long. It was like... Well, it's like four. It's four it's albums. Like four albums. And um, I think that might be why it... Well, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Well, okay, so Dolly sold 
So now if you look at sales, quote unquote, this incorporates digital and yeah, I, I guess, uh, how do I say it? Digital and uh, like hard copy sales. Right, right. Um, physical, yep. It, yeah, physical. Thanks, Coop. Mm-hmm. Um, 120,000 records more so over that in the first week, which makes it her most successful debut, which I was shocked to yeah. hear that. Um, yeah. It's, it's the most successful debut record she's had. Uh, it, it ranks it ranked three on the Billboard 200 and number one on the on the country list. When, so this, when was an, this was an interesting scenario. So I think Dave, like I could kind of look back at this with the artist she had. How did that not go number one? Is that a disappointment? It's four times the. It's a much more expensive proposition physically yes. to get that. The yes. the other thing I was looking at with this is she like well maybe she could have divided it up into two, mm. right? She could have mm, like well, a part four, one, part two. Or something. I think four would have been too much because by the time you get to the fourth one, it would have lost interest, right? Mm. So, but you know, I give her credit for doing it in one shot here. I, I do. Yeah. I think this was the right call to do it. So I look at that number three and one hundred twenty. For four, four, you know, four album set. This is that's pretty damn good. I, I think she should be very happy with that. Yeah, I uh, for the most successful debut, that's pretty good. Um, I and I was reading about this article or this record when I was reading this article, and apparently, so we talked about night moves. Bob Seger was supposed to be on it, but couldn't do some scheduling thing, and that's why I had Chris Stapleton, which is a stroke of genius. Which is thank God for that. I think um, Bob would have did good, but I think the Chris Stapleton one turned out excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And did you know, Coop? So so Dolly has covered Stairway to Heaven before. Right. And uh Paige and that were asked about it in an interview. This is like years ago. And they liked it. Paige and Plant were like, no, that's great. Love it. Love Dolly. That's great. Right. Um, they were originally going to do it with her. Paige and Plant were gonna do Stairway to Heaven. But they couldn't, like they either couldn't figure out how to do it or to get them there or what. But they were gonna do it. Imagine it set that, up to, what, David, oh. what happened? I mean, how did they not able to do it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that, and we talked about it when 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 she made this record. Is that so big with so many people with so many moving parts? It's a logistical nightmare. Yeah, um, but they were sl- they were slated to do it. So you would have had a record that had, you know, the last two remaining Beatles on it, and then if she would have gotten John Paul Jones, would have been nice. Um, you would have had, you know, two of the main stars of Led Zeppelin on it, two of the biggest rock bands, yeah, yeah. ever, oh, absolutely. And they would have done it because they liked her original cover. So I'm sure it was just a. Something came up, but that would have been awesome. Um, but no, way to go, Dolly. So when Coop and I were talking last show, wondering, like, well, how did this sell? I haven't heard numbers on it. And so, yeah, the numbers, because it released early December, so the numbers are finally all sort of shaking out. And, uh, biggest debut ever for her, so, so way to go for her, which I yeah. found surprising. I would have thought that she would have had a bigger debut at some point, but. No, good year, for, good year for Dolly. Yeah, books this year. Yep, pet clothes, living it up. Um, so okay, this is a quick one. Pitchfork has extended or, or has a 
article on expected releases for 2024 already for like the first three months or so. And, and these dates can get moved. Stuff always moves around. So I'm just going to go through them here, Coop, and sort of see what you're excited for. Uh, I just picked the big ones. I saw off with the first one. I think you I think we're both excited for this show. Crow. Yes. It's going to release a, a former yeah, now but... or never, by the way. Just, yeah. Just saying that. Yeah. Oh, Coop. Yep. So she's releasing one. Libertines, which we've talked about because of that, that single. Yeah. I'm excited for that as well. I'm on, I'm on board. The Smile, which is Tom York uh, project. Which I'm excited for the record, but like, do a Radiohead record. But uh, so, Cooper, you you a Radiohead guy? You sort of have anything for this kind of like? Eh. Um, interested, not like to enhance stands. Like I can't wait for it, but I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. Green Green Day. I don't. I'm I'm a bit. I don't know what to expect from this record. Um, you know, I'm not the about a big Green Day fan, but what I will say is I go back again. They've they're at a point where I am curious to see what they produce at this point. So, so I, I will give it uh, a shot. Yeah, I think they need to update their sound. I don't, I don't know if you could just put out the same record again, but we'll see what they do. Um, Sleater Kenny, which for people that don't know, this is sort of like kind of your it's it's an all women kind of riot girl esque type rock band who's you know really big indie. Haven't put out a record in a while. You big, you big Sleater Kinney guy. Um, you Coop. know, I, you know, I am interested in it. I, I, I don't like sometimes they, they go a little overboard with the politics sometimes. Yes. Uh, but you can't take away the, uh, the music. Nah, so it, that'll be interesting. I, I, and much like Green Day, I don't think they could do the same record again. No, so I don't think so. They... I, I just wish they, they go a little too far with the politics, Dave, is my only concern. But I don't think we'll, you know, I don't mind if they want to put that as an expression of their music. It's when they start preaching it, when I kind of just, they, I kind of tune them out. Yeah. We'll see how they go. Yeah. Um, but that's worth a check out. Now, this is an interesting one. Lee Scratch Perry. Yeah. Who died in 2021. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, so is, this is absolutely, I want to see what this one happens. I'm with this so one. excited for this. This was something he was working on. Yeah. During COVID. And then he passed away. And I guess, uh, people took it. Now, there's always a risk with this coop, which I think we've talked about before. It's kind of the risk with like Prince's stuff, and people. It's like, well, they took what he finished. It's like the it's like the um, the Beatles song that came out this year. It's yeah. like they took what John finished, and they kind of finished producing it, but you know, and then like put it out, right? Yeah. Yep. Which is sort of what they're doing with this stuff. Is they're gonna they cleaned it up and they're gonna put it out. But I guess the concern is always like, well, is this what scratch? Was this the finished stuff, or you know, are you taking something that he was sort of like halfway through and wasn't really done yet, like kind of it was half baked or whatever, and it's not really ready, or that's the only that was a problem I had with some of the Lennon Beatles stuff is I felt it wasn't quite at the point where it could be a finished product. So it will be interesting. The fact that it took three years, that's not a terribly long window, believe it or not, because, you know, you want to let the guy pass before you start selling albums. So, you know, so I, I'm, I'm going to, 
but I'm still interested to see what happens with this. But I, that, oh, yeah, that I'm very, I'm very interested. With, yeah. But I guess all these like all these records where you sort of take what they've been working on, you got to you have to take them with a grain of salt. Yes, because you don't I, know. I, I totally agree with you on that. But I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Usher Coop. I'm very excited about this. Well, this will be fresh uh, off of his halftime. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if we'll get a preview of. So I don't think we'll get a preview though, um, unless so. it's a snippet because they they want to keep. They want to do the true the try. I mean, I think we're going to be talking about this halftime show in a few. So I'll I'll save some of my thoughts. But but I would but but this is on the heels of a Super Bowl show. It's a perfect time to do a, an album. I think maybe a snippet in the middle, like because you want to start with something people know. You want to end with a big one. Yeah. Maybe in the middle, throw something in there. Yeah. Uh, it still won't be as good as Rihanna's show, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> Nothing's um, going to top Rihanna's show for Dave. <laughs> I might. I, I watched. Just just uh, a couple of days ago, I watched the uh, the woman's sign uh, the sign language the ASL, and that um, was a great they oh. did that was a great job by the way. Uh, watch it I again. Yeah, yeah. I love I think it. I'll, yeah. I'll watch the I'll watch the halftime show whatever you want. So um, this, if people forget, <laughs> last year Dave was more interested in the Rihanna performance when he's messaging me as opposed to the game. I just want to say that he's like, "What is she?" Performing? I was. <laughs> he's like at work, and, and he's like, "What is she performing?" Because <laughs> the time difference. And, he's at work while the game's going on. Yeah. So, so, so like, the other thing is Apple Music as well. Like just isolate. I think it was Apple Music here. Just isolate the halftime show. So like you could just watch you could just watch the halftime show. Oh wow. Okay, good job. Like you didn't even have to watch the game. Um They should, finally, they should make I, that available. They should and they should make it available for audio streaming as well. Why not? Oh yeah. Monetize it. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. If you get a good live Ooh, performance. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. Like if I could if I could have bought the halftime show. <laughs> Ooh. Um so Usher, so very excited for that. And the last one I'm extremely excited for, it's J-Lo. J-Lo's coming out with the record. Yeah, Jenny from the Block. Why not? I, Ooh, I, I'm curious to see what she's going to. You know, I almost now or never her. Um, Not this year, but a Ooh. couple years ago. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, she was I think, focusing on the acting stuff. It's sort of like Janelle Monet. Yeah, was doing a bunch of acting and didn't have a record out. And you're kind of like, ooh, I hope you get a record out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. These multi-talented people. Yeah. yeah, so so that's sort of the first quarter. So some good releases in there, which I'm sure we'll talk about when they come out. So I'm very yep. excited for a lot of those. Yep. Now some of those might get pushed, you know, um to to like quarter two or something, but yeah. Um yeah. that's sort of where, where they're slated now. That Cheryl Crow one is interesting. I wonder like, what that's gonna be she like. She was on the now or never list. She gets in the Hall of Fame and, and I think she's trying to ride what Duran Duran to get in the Hall of Fame. You ride that What's... momentum. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm ready. Dolly did the one. same thing. Yeah, Dolly did the Dolly, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dolly, yeah, so, yeah. So I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Oh, it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. cigar news, Coop. Yeah. Um, I'll, I have two here. I'm just gonna and I'll add a third in. Uh, if you're a Tatawahe fan, um, <laughs> they're coming out. Pete Johnson was on primetime on Thursday night, and he dropped a lot that. of stuff. By the way, fantastic. But uh, but the one that's the most probably interesting to people is the top to white 10th anniversary cigars, which are the Bella Ancre Perfecto and the Bon Chichor Parejo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came out for the 10th anniversary. They're regular production lines. It's going to be a limited edition Kappa Especial size, uh, which is basically those cigars with a Sumatra wrapper. 
So uh, he did this. He did a Tuxlo edition with these cigars last year. Now yes. he's doing the yep. Capa Special. Um, and I like what he does with this. Um, it's kind of fun to see what happens when you change the wrapper. Um, mm. And Pete seems pretty. This seems to be a thing that Pete's really been into the last couple of years. So this will be a limited release. I think it's like 3000 boxes. Um, but, you know, and sometimes he puts that Capa Special uh, and you get a developing palette cigar of the year like the Cohete, you know, so. That's right. Uh, and others, something it doesn't work. So, um, so yeah, Pete had a lot to talk about, including some stuff out of Honduras he may be starting to do too. So definitely mm. check that out. Which he hasn't really worked with that so far. Uh, so definitely check out that primetime episode if you haven't seen mm. that. Um, and speaking of Sumatra, this is like a Sumatra year, but there's gonna. But I'll talk about why this could come to an end when we get to cigar news. Uh, Espinosa announced their Sumatra, the Espinosa Sumatra. Mm, so it's going to, it's going to carry the Espinosa name. Uh, it's going to join Crema and Abano. Uh, they had a mm. special, they discontinued that one, the Maduro, which I liked. I, thought it was Ooh, good. I did like that one as well. Yeah, I thought it was good too. But, but, uh, you know, Hector does good things with Sumatra. So the difference with this Sumatra is they're making it out of Lizona. All the other Sumatras they've done have been out of, um, AJ's factory. Oh, all right. Okay. Yep. So those should be hitting the stores really soon. Both of these releases should be this month. And then mm. the third thing I'll add, Cigar Rights of America has an executive director, new executive director. Um, after three years, Dave, they when Glenn Loop stepped down, they have not filled this spot for three oh, years. Geez. They filled it within uh he, he the guy's legend he was like the number two guy in CRA. Uh okay. he had the title legislative director. His name is Mike Copperman. I have been talking to Mike Copperman um, uh, the last few months. And all I kept saying is, why don't they make this guy the executive director? He seems like the perfect guy. Mm -hmm. He's real. He's a nice guy. He's really knowledgeable. So back in October, Bear and I put an invite out to him to come mm -hmm. on as a legislative director. And it was originally going to be late November. We had to reschedule it. Uh, it was our issue. And they were great about it. So he is coming on with Bear and I on on January 16th, we thought we were getting the legislative director. Now we're getting the new executive director. So we're pretty excited. Oh, I think cigar fans exciting. should be excited about this hire. Uh, I think things have been getting better in CRA in the last year. I think a couple of years ago, they really had some issues, but I, I think they're doing some good things right now. So, so I encourage folks to check out Mike. He's a, he's a very dynamic guy. Uh, like I said, he's really into the weeds when it comes to cigars too. So he knows his stuff. All right. I, I think it's good news for our industry. Yeah. Hmm. Family Palettes Review. So I picked my favorite of the year. Yeah, I pick, I'm changing my mind for, and I'll tell you why in a second. So, but Ooh. yeah. So, so I picked now the 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 ones I like the most is when either Seth loves a cigar that everyone else hates or hates a cigar that everybody else loves. That's sort of my my wheelhouse for reviews. It's yeah. sort of it's sort of uh, Seth Big Tuna and what he brings to the show. So I picked. The Buenaventura Maduro BV500. Because when Seth talks about it, he goes on this tangent about the TV show Lost. And he but was, that about a like, was that last year or this year? <laughs> I thought this year. Oh, uh, was it, la it was last year. Was it, it was last year. Okay. Okay. It may have been late last year. That, you know what? It probably was late last year. You're right. I think it was late. You're right. I'm thinking of something else. It was last year. Yes. But it was, uh, he talks about the TV show Lost. He, he goes... <laughs> Talked about like in a hatch and all this stuff. 
and they didn't like it. And it goes to this other thing that was interesting is that, and John brought it up, is they're sort of getting burnt out on Mexican San Andreas. They're really getting burnt out on it in general. Well, yeah, and I had this talk with John, actually, too. Yeah, it's it's now I'm starting to get the same with Sumatra, actually, too. And yeah. the bad news is I think we're going to see a lot more Mexican San Andreas. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But, uh, but no, I loved it. Loved, loved the, loved the, the digression about Lost. Yeah. You, you get it, you get, you you know, and looking through and going through the DP reviews this year, Coop gets a lot of shout outs on that show. I, I was surprised. Lots I mean, of I got some of it's not positive, but it's okay. So there's a little, uh, so, no. Yeah, that, that thing tops the Sigabon review, which I listened to again. Yeah, that may be the uh, all-time greatest review. Um, uh, yeah. What, what did What did you have there, Coop? What was well, that? Well, I was going to go with with one cigar, but I'm changing it. I'm going back to the Artista Harvest review. And I know we talked oh, yes. about that one, yes. and that's the one. And here's why: it wasn't necessarily a funny review, but it really showed me the professionalism of these. Like, I know these guys like to have fun, and they do some hot takes and everything. But Seth gave that cigar a zero, and it wasn't like it. he was giving it a yeah. zero because he felt um, it does. You know, he couldn't draw the cigar; he couldn't get anything out of it. And and the way they work is it's it's a one time shot. It's like one bite pizza review, yeah. right? So he couldn't get his a draw. You can't. What do you do? It you have to invalidate it. It invalidates everything. You can't start getting rating flavors if you can't get anything out of it. So he yeah. gave it a zero, but he was very fair about it, saying you know. Uh, he understand it was one time. Uh, he talked about the whole idea of you know getting a second. You know this cigar deserves a second chance. You know especially because yeah. the other guys were high on it. And I thought it was just you know, but I also give them credit for bringing that instead of saying, "Well, we're not going to review it." You know, they they did it. Mm. They presented it in a way that was professional, and they shouldn't be killed for it. So I I, I thought that was the best review. It was just a. That's how cigar reviews. That's how we should be handling things. No, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, um, yeah. And he offered to like give it. Yeah, like, like get a, get another one and give it another go. He wants. He said, "I oh, want to yeah. give it another one." It's not, but what do you do? You can't lie about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? You and uh, you know, so that was the Artista Harvest, which is not a bad cigar, guys. Uh, it's just like I said, it, it, the issue when you can't draw a cigar. What do you do? And you're in the review cycle. Um. And three other guys have reviewed this cigar, right? And um, you don't want to put one guy to the side for whatever reason. It, it was, it was, they, they handled it right and they handled it like pros. So, uh, good credit to those guys. Yeah. What are we smoking today, Coop? Now, I wasn't, I've just been smoking a cigar that I've been, for a year in review, I couldn't, I had some cigars that I was going to smoke that I had this, they were my favorites from the year, but they haven't gotten here yet. So, um, I am smoking um, a cigar that I have had. I guess if I look at uh, the, a lot of cigars that I've had a lot of this year, this is one of them. It's a Tabernacle Corona. I really love this size coupe. And I don't know. I've been having a lot of these cigars this year. I'll kind of try some new stuff, have some stuff, and then have this cigar for a while, then have other new stuff. That I keep coming back to this cigar for some reason. It's a good cigar. It's a good bro. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, even though. You know, it's not any of the new stuff or whatever that for me this year, this is a cigar I found myself uh, keep coming back to. So, yeah. And I love this size. I love it. I love the size. It's a good, it's a, good it's, it's a little stout, that cigar in that size, too, I think. Mm. 
And what do you got, Coop? All right, I'm going to see if you recognize what this is. Oh, is that the um, Fausto or whatever? Albion. The Albion. Albion, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you notice the difference with it? Tiny. Yeah, it's because that's a perfecto normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this was this. I don't know which the Javion it's a blend off of. Is it's a if it's a 11, 12, or 13. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. right, right. So, no one, I should have asked Pete this when I had him on the show. This came from the advent calendar. So, he was, kind, ah. he was kind of a little, uh, you know, he didn't really talk much about what was in that advent calendar. But what I will say, I believe it's the 11. I think the 11 and 12 ones are the same. It's the 13 that has the, they changed the wrapper. Um, but this was gifted to me from the advent calendar was gifted to me from Seth, which nice. is very kind of him to send. So I've been going through these on the last few. Sh- I had when I smoked, I smoked brown label and red label when Pete was on the show. I kind of went old school. So mm. uh, I, I smoked La Mission on Dojo last night. And now, I'm oh, having, yeah. Now I'm having this one. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. This is a. No, uh, I, I like that cigar. Yeah. I'll, um, I think they've done a good job because what's nice, they're fun sizes, and most of these have, uh, blends have not been released in this petite Corona size. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did a Tuxla with that too, didn't he? Like, wasn't there an Avion Tuxla? Yes. There was an Avion Tuxla this year, which uh, I know that was reviewed by Ben and Bear. On smoking mm. syndicate, yeah. So they have reviewed it. Ooh, yeah. That was, I think that was one. Of, yep. But Avion, Avion is is the Fausto blend in a perfecto. Yes. So I believe eleven and twelve with different sizes, and thirteen they did the wrapper change. Mm. So is what I should ask: Is this really a Fausto? Is my question in a petite Corona? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. That'd be interesting in a petite Corona, though. I have to say. Yeah, it's a four and a half by forty-six. Nice. It's a nice size cigar, you know. It is a nice size. It's cigar. a it's a it's a JFK size almost. I call it. Mm. You know, it's a JFK size. Is I don't know. You know, so it's it's not too short a smoke. You can get a full hour, an hour and fifteen minutes out of the smoke. So it's kind of like those. It's a little bit bigger than those. Um, those shorts. The um, the shots. Yeah, the shots, like the short Coronas, but also the like uh, the Partigas shorts. Yes, yes, you're right. It's a little bit because I think I don't know. I think it might be a little bit bigger than those, but it's yeah, kind of it is a little bit. I think it's a little bit. Yeah. But those shorts, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all right. So we're going to we're looking back. Um, Today. Uh, And we'll talk about some themes and stuff. So we're going to do both cigars and, you know, both cigars and music kind of go back and forth. Um, so let's just get let's just get into our just general thoughts on the year. I thought the year didn't have like music wise and I mean, and maybe even cigar wise, too. It, it wasn't like there wasn't like huge releases like last year. They were huge releases music wise. Um, but. I think it was a very solid year, Coop, with like still lots of great cigars. It's like just when I look at my top five, just a solid year for music as well. So I agree. I think you 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 perfectly said that. Um, I think you perfectly said that. So, uh, not the high profile releases. There were a few, 
that I know we'll, we'll be touching on on the show. Uh, but and again, it was the it was a good year for oldies artists, and in particular, it was good for, when I say oldies artists. I think a lot of the artists in the late nineties, early two thousands, I'm now starting to put into that category. Mm. Yep. Because how do you define like how far since their first release would all these be for you, Coop? Twenty five like years. Twenty five years. Yeah. Twenty five. So you have to be so for to make my new oldies list. You had a debut, uh, no later than nineteen ninety eight. Yep. So uh, you know it's you know already Alanis Morissette would qualify for the list. Yes, she would. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um. So I mean, like I said, you're starting to see some artists right now. Green Day's certainly now an oldies artist. So, you know, yes. we just, yeah, we were just talking about that. So, yeah. uh, hey, in a in a in a uh, in about seven years or so, Taylor Swift will be a uh, oldies artist. Yeah. These, but no, yeah, yeah, it was a great year for the oldies, which we'll which we'll get into, which was crazy. No, no, which it's I true. think. Fit, I think it fits into another theme I'll talk about, but <clears throat> yeah, very solid year. Um, yeah. You know, Dave, one other thing I just want, you know, I thought we might see a little more. I hate to bring this guy's name up because it's been controversial, but I thought we'd see a little more backlash on the streaming services and what Neil Young did with Spotify. Ah, oh, right. It, yeah, yeah. It didn't happen. Kind of came and gone, didn't it? Came and went. It came and gone, but I don't think I think the problem's still there, though. So yeah, I think this problem's still there. Yeah, yeah. Streaming services is going to be a big. I mean, Spotify, especially, and what they like, what artists are getting paid from that. I wonder what that's going to, how that's going to shake itself out. Yeah, Um, this is a beast. Holy cow! Is it strong? Is it? Holy cow! Is the strongest start? Whoa! <laughs> I don't normally get involved. Yeah, I know we wait till the review. I'm just saying this thing kicked me in a butt to kick off. It's good though. Do so you think it's? Is it because of size? You reckon, or do they change yeah, the brand up? Very, or? I think it's very concentrated in the size. Yeah. Because I don't remember it being like a knock you over cigar. I mean, maybe it's, it is. It's got a nice blast of pepper and and oh, just right. nicotine kick to start. I'll just tell you that. Jeez. Yeah. Um, that's a good lead in to the first one. It's our our top five favorite cigars of the year. So I just said favorite cigars. Yep. Because I don't review cigars. Right. Because I just can't. I just can't get get them quickly enough. Um. So it's just not fair. So I just have my favorites. Okay. Um, so let's go through my five and then Coop talk about his. I got um. The, the the Volstead, I really liked the Volstead this year. Yeah, I thought that was a good cigar. The Warhead, obviously, Warhead nine this year. Love the Warhead. Now the 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 very divisive cigar that not everybody likes is the Postania Connecticut Turo. I liked. I know it was quite divisive on the developing palates list. Oh, lot, on their look, review. a lot of most of the Coop guys are very high on this cigar. I'm probably the least high, and Aaron are, are the least high on it. Mm. But I don't think it's a bad cigar either. I don't think Aaron. I think was the most negative. I don't think it's a bad cigar. I just didn't have it. Bear, Bear, and Ben love this cigar. I'll just tell you. Yeah, yeah. I love this cigar yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, in the Toro size. Yeah. I've had it in the other sizes. I don't like it as much. I think the Toro yep. size for me is the size. Uh, the Knuckle Sandwich Fifty Five, which you've had on the show, that was a great cigar. Yep. 
And one that kind of that I liked that also was a bit divisive on the the developed palettes was the Osgener Aramis A52. Um, better than the, the Bosphorus. That, better than the Bosphorus. Yeah. Oh, that's a Maduro. You kind of recommended that cigar, and I had yeah. it. I really liked it. I I have to give it more smoke, and I haven't reviewed it yet. But I'm higher on that cigar than the Bosphorus from Osgener. And Osgener yeah, is like also the color on our crown heads. That's just his family brand. But that's a good that's a good cigar. Is that the one with the five different countries or something in the? I want to say yeah. I don't have the, the blend. blend. Yeah. I think it is, but yeah. it's it's. I liked it. it was yeah, quite good. Um, so let's go to let's go to you, Coop. Yep. So if you're if you're Dave, you're gonna actually be the first person to notice. So if it Ooh. leaks out, it's you. But actually, no. By the time <laughs> this comes out, out by the time this comes out, uh, my my list is already published, right? So if you tuned in early on Coop, you know what my list is. So. Dave's learning this early, so but I I wanted I'm to do this so we could, but my favorite cigars happen to be my top five this year. It really worked out like that, um. And Dave knows one of them very well, so oh yeah, I'll yeah. Go, I'll start with number five. I don't think you've smoked this one, Dave, but La Florida Minicana Solis. Solis. No, but I I do like LFDs. I I have to get you know get some more into them, but I like it. I like that brand a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this this was done by Lito's son, Lito Jr., and he did a great job with this blend out of the gate. Uh, mm-hmm. I gotta just say, it's a great cigar. Yeah, I thought it would be on more lists. It came out the end of 2022, right? Okay. But I would have thought it would land on some lists. It didn't, but most people were positive. I think it just came out the wrong time. Mm. Um, This was a 2021 release, but it was still eligible for my list. Number four, the Porcelain Robusto by Black Label Trading Company. I was kind of surprised. Uh, I listened to your review on this one just this morning, actually. Um, I love this cigar. Yeah, you do love this cigar. I was kind of surprised. I do like, I do like his, like I think, and you said it, his like lighter stuff, like this and the like um, Killer Bee and stuff. But I was surprised it was this. It was this high for you. The Robusto really came together with this is the Connecticut J blend. Yes. It came together with this, but that's uh, he had the Corona Gorda out for a few years already, but the Robusto, in my opinion, it just was a better expression of it. And so I know what you're right. saying, but if you haven't had the Robusto, you need to have the Robusto to see what I'm talking about with this is all I can say. Cause mm, it's no, just definitely. a better, it just works with the Robusto better, but I know what you're saying, uh, but I've said this, Dave, I think James Brown is on the cusp of being the next great master blender. He's he's there, um, yeah. Definitely. Like in ten years, we're gonna be talking about this guy with all the greats, and oh, I don't I say that about everyone else out there, but he's that good. I I totally agree. Yeah. No, I have yeah. to I have to I have to try that one. Yeah, I, I don't have any more. All right, I'd send you some. So I gotta get. I used the last ones up I had, but I need to get more of those. So when I do, all right, number That's three. It. I haven't. I don't know anything about this cigar, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, well, it was a small batch release by Mirafel. Uh, so Mirafel Cigars is the comp. They're the they're the guys who broker all the Cameroon tobacco in the world. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Mostly the Fuente and General. So they're the they they're the guys go into Cameroon. Uh, Jeremiah Mirafel runs the company. He was on Coop. He's a fascinating guy. He came out with a ultra premium brand. 
This is the highest price cigar I ever put on a coupe list, but it's that freaking good. It's the Mirafel Richard Double Robusto. It's an $86 cigar. Good luck Why? finding it. Yeah, good luck finding oh, it, but it's it that freaking good. Yeah, it was that good, though, Dave. Oh, really? It was that good. Uh, it, if it wow. was, yeah, it, it, uh, I wish it was more. It's, it's a limited production, so it's not one and done, mm. but they're gone. And anyone who's had the Mirafel Richard, they have a couple of other blends out, but this one stands head and shoulders above all the others. Mm. Uh, the packaging for this got half wheel packaging in the year last year, too. All right. So it was a late 2022 release, scored 92, really good. Um, I have when I say I've smoked these, uh, I I haven't bought a box, but I probably bought close to a box and should have bought the box. Is <laughs> all to say. Right. So I've smoked a lot of these. What I'm saying for uh, you know, so, so if Skip Martin's like gonna grade me because he I, he took a <laughs> shot at me on Dojo saying I don't smoke the cigars on my on my list, which I was a little surprised about. But Ooh, I, I'm gonna assume he didn't know. But no, I do I do really smoke these cigars. Um, including my, and I bought boxes for several of these, including number one and number two. So, uh, number two is in another pricey cigar, but it's not $86, it's $35. It's the Alfonso Extra Añejo number two. Yeah. Uh, so this is, you know, the Atabay cigars? Yes. So this is Alfonso's the new blend they came out with last year. All right. Uh, it's really good. Uh, in fact, um, I would say it's better than Atabay. It, this really? cigar, yeah, this blend got several number ones last year, but it came into the deadline too late for me. Dojo gave right. it luxury brand of the year. I mean, even so. So, uh, yeah, this was definitely my, but it's a Robusto size. I would say it's a little stronger than the Atabay. But it's not, a, okay. you know, it's not a very yeah, strong right. size. But it, it's a little, but the flavors are just there. Mm, Atabay's quite good. I haven't had yeah. one of those in forever. Good, great cigar. Yeah, I agree. And the number one cigar, you guys should have figured this one out when we were in Minnesota, and I was handing these guys out to you. Yeah, yes. The, the My Father Le Bijou 1922 Hundred Años Corona Extra. It's, that's good. I mean, so I, I was on. I was already that. doing that's the 2020. <laughs> I was already doing the 2020 coupe list, right? 2022 coupe list when when I started smoking these. And I'm like, damn! I think I got a front runner for 2023. It just <laughs> so uh, it missed the deadline. So uh, honestly, it is. Uh, there's also a Corona special. The developing palace guys like this cigar uh, as yes. well. Um, it's the best cigar Pepin's ever done. So and and Dave, you know, I was buying these. I you know, <laughs> I've smoked these on a lot of shows this year. I I have bought multiple boxes of this cigar. It's gone, unfortunately. So oh, is it? It's a limited. It's gone. I, whatever I have left, I don't think I, I had it. My boss. So my boss, um, I had given him one. My new boss, and he's like, "Hey, can you get me some more of these?" I'm like, "Damn, I don't know if I can." So I did find a few, and I sent them to him uh, of both sizes. So I couldn't. There was not a box left of these from the people I knew. So, um, I and I and. I had one box I wasn't cracking open for him because I wanted no. to save it for the for cigar of the year stuff. So, um, so yeah, the uh, but yeah, that's that's Dave. That's also a candidate for my cigar of the decade. I, I I've been a smoking a lot. It's a great cigar. Yeah, I mean, so. I just to put it in perspective, right? So, so we all meet in Minnesota. By we all is like me, Coop, Matt, and Garrett. Uh, Garrett. Yep, and you know. 
I get to like it was like you talk about Rockstar being a logistical nightmare. Like we're trying to line up a day that you know that I'm in Minnesota at the same time these guys are in Minnesota, and it all it all lined up. Yeah. Um, you know, been working with Coop for years. First time I was meeting him in person. He walks up to me. You know, this is after years of working with Coop. You know, shakes my hand. Oh, great to meet you, by the way. And then just like throws the, you know, the lot the my father like in my mouth. You like guys smoke. You guys smoke this. He's, guys like, smoke. he's like, yeah, great to meet you. You have to smoke this. <laughs> so, so this that's how much he loved was, it. Yeah. It was that's. I mean, that night, Coop, I had this cigar, and then at the end of the night, Matt breaks out the Purple Rain from uh, uh, from uh, uh. Opus X, which is just like the best cigar I've ever had. So the funny thing is, I sent Carlito a picture, right? And Carlito yeah. was all worried I had a counterfeit one. He's because it kind of you get the and I show him the certificate of authenticity. He's like, okay, it's legit. He goes, he goes. I, I said, yeah, this Matt, Matt. He just Matt, Matt had some put away <laughs> in his locker. He had won yeah. these, I guess, somewhere. So uh, he's like, okay, they're authentic. He was worried we were smoking counterfeit at that point. Oh, so because they counterfeit that stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great day. I mean, uh, and you were so generous with your time because you, Dave comes to the States every couple of years. He's pulled in a million directions, right? So we, I really wanted to see him. I've been talking about going to see Matt and Garrett for a long time. That's why I went up there. Yeah. Yeah, No, it was great. It was a great trip. Yeah. But that's, that's to show how, how, uh, how, how much, how high regard Coop had that cigar. I was high on it when the 2022 list was being unveiled. It's a great cigar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Skip, if you're watching, you have a testament here. I've been bu- I bought those cigars like for everybody that day. I was like, yeah, you That's a great smoke. cigar. Made everyone smoke it. Yeah. Uh, trip like that. I bought Trip one. Um, because I did find a couple like lying around. Uh, in when we were down mm. in Florida, Trip liked it as well. So. Oh. Uh. So yeah, so we'll, so we'll move on to the biggest cigar stories this year, Coop. Yeah. Um. So what? Uh, we'll just go. We'll do one, and we'll just go. We'll just go yeah. uh, back and forth. I think so. Yeah. We'll kick off with you. I was gonna have this one as well, but yeah, yeah. I I figured what well, you know we figured out. Um. FDA ruling. Uh, yeah. I think everyone knows that the judge ruled in favor of the cigar industry. He threw out the deeming rule. So the deeming rule is no longer a uh, part of they can't enforce it right now. It is going to appeal. We don't know what the, the status of what's going to be in that appeal. And there is a possibility the judge could reinstate mm. reinstate the uh, regulations until the case is heard out. So there, all right. OK, it, 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 but so the industry was very, you know, but what's surprising, Dave, about this. All the industry experts, including the lawyer for the FDA, didn't think the FDA was going to appeal this. Like there was oh. like, when you have lawyers saying, I don't think they're going to appeal this. And they did. I, I'm not an expert. And I'm saying, why wouldn't they appeal this? They just spent all these years coming up with these regulations. Just let it get thrown out because of a judge. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see but it, it's one of the biggest stories. It's a big, you know, after we after we were getting beat. Remember, we were just getting beat every every corner we get in the cigar industry, mm-hmm. losing all the time. We get into this court, we get into the courts, and things start turning our way. So, it was a good good victory for the for the industry. Yeah. Um, I just talked about one of my favorite cigars of the year, but I thought it was you know 
a good uh, a good year for uh, Robocraft this year. They had two new releases that were quite high profile in the Vulsa and the was it the 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 Quingenario? I don't yes. even know if I pronounced that correctly. Quingenario. But from a from a from a brand that some years doesn't have any new releases and maybe just a couple line extensions. I thought if you're a Roma fan, it's a big year for you. Yeah, um I I I you know it's a big year for Roma. Uh they were back at the trade show. They had two, you know, a new you know, Volstead's their regular uh, release. That was your favorite release. A lot of people yep. like that cigar. I've seen a lot of people have that on list this year. Um so good job, you know, the, the, I think the story that's not getting talked about, and I hate to be the negative guy, and Skip's going to get mad at me. You know, Crow Magnet has been discontinued. You know, the Broadway yes. has been discontinued. So they're coming out with the Pennsylvania one this year. Mm. But it's unfortunate that he can't get the. I, look, I am not beating him up for it. He said, I can't get the tobacco I want. Good for him. For, good for him. So this is not yeah. me beating up on Skip. I'd rather see him try another project with this, and at some point, if he can get the the broadly feel like he can always bring Cora Magnum back. Yeah, but good for him for not trying to sneak something else in there. And he's calling this Cora Magnum PA. I forget what he's calling it. There's, uh, but there's some name he's calling it, and I'm sorry mm. I don't remember the name. Shame on me. But but he's got a a new version of the Cora Magnum with a PA wrapper coming out on it. Mm. Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's just exciting because, like I said, I remember some years, and it was it was probably I mean the years, but you probably wasn't going to the show either, where it's just like the new cigar was like, hey, Neanderthal has a you know a Toro or something. So it's cool to have like new lines. You know, he was on Dojo's show right before Christmas. That's where he yeah. kind of took the shot at me about the cigars and and the misinformation. But let's skip. I I, I get it, right? You know, Skip's gonna jab. Ah. Yeah, it's part of what he's gonna do, right? But let me just say. Eric challenged him on Baca, and he basically called Baca, uh, Baca a flop. Now, Skip, yeah, Skip kind of pushed back a little on it, but I think Baca was a very good cigar. Mm. It, but it didn't he did the do, right size, I reckon. Yeah, and this that was remember they were having those like the bigger sizes, which he gave out the show, was so much better, and they pushed the smaller oh. sizes more because he, you know, it. Baca was a good cigar. I mean, it it, it is it a nice, uh, but it didn't do what I thought it was going to do either. No, it, it it seemed like it's more of a very limited release. But you know, if I had to compare that, Dave, let me ask you a question: Which mm. is Baca or Whiskey Rebellion a more successful line? Ah, uh, I would say Whiskey Rebellion. I would say Whiskey Rebellion. It's not a, it's not an indication of the quality of the cigar. But I think Whiskey Rebellion has been a much more successful line for him. Yeah. But I had that. I got those. What was it the craft or something? It was the craft. Mike, yeah, the limit. Mike went to his hustler. Hustler Mike went to his um event and got me the event only, which was like a four and a half by 60 in like a number of lines. Right. The Bach was in there. Man, that was good. His yeah. four and a half by sixty, man. I gotta tell you, he he's I good with I those. Yeah, those any anything. Those those short gordos is a nice Roma oh. craft size. It really is. Jeez. You know he's done the. I think he's done the mandible. Right? Is it the mandible? Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah and, Neanderthal C three. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice size that he's got out of that practice. Oof. Um. But anyway, 
I mean, I even like I even like the the Quingenario, and I know a lot of people were kind of like yeah went big on that. I even like that. Um, I I I liked it better. I liked the Volstead better. Yeah. Um, I did like it better, but hey, it was something different. He did, you know, give mm. give Skip credit. He he again, he went to a different factory. He by all accounts, including I've heard this back from Ernesto, even saying this wasn't Ernesto creating the blend for him. No. Uh, because Ernesto talked about what a pain in the neck Skip was, yeah, and it was and, and it was funny. I went up to Skip at the trade show. I said, "Yeah, you know, I was talking to Ernesto about the show, and he goes, did he say I was a pain in the ass?'" I said, "Yeah, he did." <laughs> he said, "I said, but it was in a positive light. It wasn't so much, um, it wasn't so much the knock Skip." Uh, so, like I said, good for Skip on that one as well. Um, yeah. So your next one, Coop. Uh the sale of Alec Bradley. Yes. About a year ago, a year ago tomorrow, I gave Alec Bradley Fine and Rare the number one cigar of the year. You did. Later that afternoon, I get a phone call from a very <laughs> prominent industry person who says yeah. to me, hey, you know, uh, oh, was way, that Alec Bradley really good? I said, yeah. I said, it's the best Alec Bradley they ever did. I said, it's interesting. I said, because um, you're probably going to have one of the few number one cigars of the year that's going to get sold to another company. And I, and I said, who's the other <laughs> company? And they said, General. I said, get that. So, yeah. and I've told this story with Bear. So Bear was interviewing Alan Rubin about two weeks later. Oh, and I said, Bear, man. I'm hearing this. There. You know this. I don't want to say the source on the air, right? But you yeah. know this person. You know his information is accurate. And he's solidly convinced. I said, ask Alan Rubin something. But he couldn't come out and ask, right? So, you know, Bear kind of played a little game of like, he kind of, you know, he kind of just asked questions about legacy and stuff like that, just to kind of feel if Alan was getting ready to get at him, right? Yeah. No, you know, then Nothing. about six weeks go by. I'm like, yeah, this his information's bogus, right? I'm sitting there, I'm like pro cigar in the Casada seminar, and I get the news that the sale happened for $72 million. Damn. And literally, Manuel Casada, who's doing the seminar, actually conveniently made a break, and he didn't even know about this news. Oh. So, so I actually got the press release. I, I said to my wife, put the press release out like verbatim. I said, because I can't get to it right now. I said, we got to get this out. So, uh, And then the real funny part is I had the price in the press release, and one of the guys from Scar Aficionado, Greg Matola, who I, could, I yeah. developed a nice little connection with at, at Pro Cigar, he said, how did you get that price? Because I got a press release and I didn't get the price. I said there were two press releases that went out, one from General, one from STG. The STG one had uh, the price release. He says, oh, that might have uh, went to Dave Savona. Um, and that's why. Uh, I said, yeah. He got, I go, they did. Send, and I'm showing him here. They sent it right here. I'm showing it to you. Yeah. He's like, holy cow. Yes, yeah, good job. Yeah, so I scooped him on the price, actually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but, that uh, was a big story. I mean. It is. Um, I don't know what the future is, Dave, because they released three cigars at the trade show. Yes, yes. But those were projects already under development. Oh, so, okay. so now we're going to get to year two. We'll see what happens. Well, that's what we got to say. Is, how long has Room 101 been? been um, it was the year before. Over. So this is the second year. Because um, room- they've they, he keeps putting out stuff. He does. I mean, I don't um, know if that's old stuff. But... Now, I think Johnny Tobacconaut, here's what I'll say, if you want to have some hope for Alec Bradley, Johnny Tobacconaut's been one of the best Room 101 releases in about 10 years. Mm. I mean, yeah, that was good. Yeah. You remember the old Room 101 in Connecticut? Yeah. Oh, God. 
you know what's funny? You, me, Bear, everyone talk, waxes poetic about that cigar. It really wasn't a big hit, but it was one of the best. It was one of the best Connecticut's ever come out, and and yeah. in a while, and it was out of Davidoff. They were using Davidoff tobacco, but they this this Johnny Tobacco Nut is was on the dojo list at seventeen. Uh, we love this. Uh, a lot of us guys love that cigar. Yep. I, I like sent you some. Cigar. Did I send you some? Yeah, yeah, you did. I love that. So cigar. the Toro size is even better. I have to get some the Toros to you. The Toro size what's is even the, better than the Robusto. Was the was the old room one hundred one? Was that a Churchill? That was a Churchill, wasn't I, it? I think in the giant. Uh, I think there were a few sizes with. Oh that. no, mean I mean in the old the old Connecticut that we all love. I think there was a Churchill in that one. Yeah. God, I love that cigar. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah. Oh, that that cigar. Mm. Yeah. I, I still think about that. I cigar. think Matt had a good year, first year in. I think my only complaint is it looks like they're taking all the Room 101 packaging and they're using it for Sancho Panzas and other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's getting a little confusing. I would keep just keep Room 101, Room 101. Don't. But he's still you know, releasing things, I guess, which is. I yeah, guess he did the four, 14. Yeah. Did you did I send you the 14th anniversary? Yes, that's a very good cigar, too, in my opinion. Yeah. So. It, 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 I'm gonna say Room One Hundred One is the star of the Ford's booth this year at the trade show. So, yes. So, the, it, maybe like I said, we have to see what's gonna happen with Alex. We just don't know yet. Like I said, I don't think you could judge the first year because even no. the second year is where we're really gonna be get to see. But I think Matt had a good second year. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my next story. I just this is just general. And cigars are getting pricey. I mean, like eighty six dollars cigar landing on the coupe list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, and I, I, I don't think, I think for me with this one is I sort of go back to a review that Developing Palettes did of the the Freud, uh, the Freuds. Um, yeah, where uh, it's like new brands coming out with like, hey, here's our introductory cigar. Oh, by the way, it's like thirty five dollars or something. That's so that's the bigger issue, right? So okay, the mirror fouls, they they're kind of a they're going yeah. they're going for a segment. You know, Davidoff for a can high do, end. Yeah, Davidoff can do it, right? Uh, Saka's. Kohiba, I mean, Saka does it with uh, Saka. Saka is at a point he's got enough following to do it. Cohiba does it in both the U.S. Yeah. and Cuba. Um, but now you know, but but that's ballsy when Freud comes out with us, and it wasn't that. Oh. It wasn't that good. No. I mean, it's just that. I mean, I guess that's the thing about it. It's like we're now brands that have no sort of cachet or following are like introducing $30, $40 cigars. And it's like, yeah, man. That's getting when, when your introductory cigar is 30 bucks. Like, I don't know what you're you're thinking. But. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Mirafell, they could do it because. They that they know they've been known in the tobacco business for over a hundred years. It's just they're, they're coming out with a brand and they give all they give so much Cameroon to so many companies. Yeah. I don't know if they had a choice but to come out with a, a really expensive Cameroon, right? And yeah. by the way, there are Mirafells that cigars that are less expensive in that line. Um, in that blend, it's the packaging that brought that particular cigar up. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's I I remember when La Polina came out with when La Polina launched. The family series, they were twenty dollars cigars. They were really good, but people thought La Polina was crazy. Gotten you know, starting out with a twenty dollars cigar. Mm. Who's La Polina? Yeah, yeah. So now I just uh, found that and they're, they're now an ever candidate. They've been in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've had them in there too. 
What uh and your 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 last one? Yeah, we really have to watch this one. So there's a lot of problems going on in Ecuador. Mm. And, and Ecuador is uh a like we hear a lot about cigar people in, in Dominican, Honduras, and Nicaragua, right? Because we know a lot of people who spend time there on the ground. But mm. Ecuador primarily they don't do production out of Ecuador. It's mostly agriculture. So we don't hear a lot yeah. about that. But Ecuador has gotten hit with a couple of things this year. First is they had a really bad rainy season. Uh, it flooded out a lot of the crops. Crops were lost. Mm. A lot mm. of crops were lost. And they're in an El Nino cycle right now, which means El Nino is going to dump more. They're expecting a lot more rain in Ecuador over the next couple of months, which could be doing more damage to the crops. Um, so there's, crop, there's, there's harvest that didn't happen. So this mm. tobacco that normally you know would be harvested that was gone. The other problem is there's a big crime problem going on in Ecuador, which is, um, which is serious. Like so, mm. it's becoming a more like it borders Colombia, and a, a, after COVID, a lot of the drug trafficking and the violence is coming into Ecuador. It's people are kind of a little hesitant to do business in there. It's workers mm. and people leaving the country going to safer countries right now. What does this mean is we're going to see less Ecuadorian tobacco and mm. it's going to drive prices up. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see certain like, so the big companies are stockpiled. They'll get through this. Yeah. But the, what's going to happen is the smaller companies are not going to get access to this tobacco. And that's where it's going to be a problem. So, I mean, right. look, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give any company name because then it's going to say, but, just think of a company that doesn't have a factory or doesn't have they just don't have like they can't buy at the same volume as like a Druid mm. a Druid state, right? There, there's going to be problems with that. And I think you'll see a lot of people go to more Nicaraguan and Honduran rappers. So we've mm. got to watch and prices are going to go up. This is this is yeah. not going to be a good situation for the next couple of years. Mm. Yeah, so I, I'd watch that very and it's, it's going to play into your thing about prices going up. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, no, it's just something to watch. Yeah, yep. definitely. I mean, it reminds me of like that that time in uh, well, not that time, but like in Nicaragua where there's a lot going on and there still is, and there still on. is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it it is a problem. I mean, a lot of factories have lost workers. Uh, mm. We've heard it from a lot of manufacturers this year. Uh, it's been tough to replace the workers. Um, my last one is celebrity cigars are for real, Coop. Yes. Um, usually, like, when we think of celebrity cigars, we think of, like, oh, you know, the big poppy, which I do like. Not uh, a bad cigar. Chef Sheffield had one. I think I Dominique like Wilkins had one. Did Ed, did Ed Reed have one? Ed Reed got one now. But, okay. Yeah, Ed Reed's got it, but it's it's made by Placencia, but he's doing his own dish. I think it's being sold direct to consumer. But it was, like... It was thought of as, you know, kind of like I can gimmicky for lack of a better term, Coop. But with the M eighty one with the blackened M eighty one with with James Hatfield behind it, and now with the knuckle sandwich with Guy Fieri, like it's the real deal. Like these are cigars that are doing well on lists. These are cigars. I mean, the blackened made the the CA list. You know, these these are cigars that are that are. Uh, the celebrity cigar thing is uh is is here and these cigars that are selling well i mean um we'll, we'll talk about the knuckle sandwich a bit more 
in my predictions, but like with 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 like multiple extensions and yeah. So yeah, it's uh the whole celebrity cigar thing. It's I don't I don't know that like this year just had some really big celebrity releases that got taken very seriously. Yeah, um, it, it is. Um, and it was a big year. Chad Palmateri has been the other one. Yeah, uh, his has been a little smaller scale release than than Espinosa's Knuckle Sandwich and Drew Estate. Uh, but nonetheless, he's a popular name that's in there. It seems like it's turning the corner a bit right now. Where what? Uh, yeah. yeah, quality quality ones are being released, and uh, you know, guy's probably been the most hands on. Yeah, you know, James Hatfield though, he's he's out there doing social media of him having cigars at shows. Yeah, and they're really into it. Yeah, he's not doing yeah. events, but keep in mind the guy is in Metallica and he's one of the biggest yeah, bands in the world. He's touring, so give him a little break. Yeah. But and it seemed like M eighty one made a lot of lists this year. It made Coopless. It did. So it's a good cigar. It's a good story. Uh, I predict yeah. there's gonna be another one. Bear and I are both predicted there's gonna be another M eighty one this year. Or Trip actually, oh, yeah. Trip I think predicted it. Well, so maybe a Habana. I think there'll be another. Black and cigar this year. Oh yeah, I mean it's doing really well after a rough launch, but um, it's doing well. well. Yeah, it was. It, they, I think they, they just didn't. They the demand, I think they just didn't have enough for the demand early on. No, well, I think they've gotten that under control. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, and we'll talk more about yeah. that in my crystal you know, ball segment. The big thing I want to say about guy, and I, I think I've said this on a couple of shows, but it's worth saying again. This year, at the you know, last year at the trade show, Guy Fieri was was at the Espinosa booth, right? He was there again this year. But this year, Eric took an entourage and literally around the show floor and had Guy do a tour, visit all the other manufacturers. And I thought that was an incredibly unselfish thing that they did. They could have yes. left them in the booth the whole time, but they went around. They had Juan Cancel of Protocol doing uh, security. Ah. And... You know, Juan's a goofy guy. We all know Juan. Secure when he's on security detail, Juan's yeah, a different nah. guy. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, there was one point I said, Hey, can I get back there? And Juan's like, Coop, you know, I love you. I can't. And I said, Juan, say no more. You, I totally understand. And he's apologized. I said, No, don't apologize. You're doing your job. So because uh, I was trying to see if I could get access to him at one point. Uh, and I asked, right? Uh but good for Juan uh, hey, for doing gotta, what he gotta did. Ask. Yeah, but I tell you, that was an that was a great move that Espinosa did with him this year on the show floor. It was one of my highlights of the trade show. Just oh, to see that was very good for the industry. Guy's the best. I think, yeah. too, his personality is so, like... I interviewed him. He, the has guy, such a, he has such a huge personality that, like, him getting behind a cigar is just, like, magic. And when you interview the guy, you, could, you know, and I've talked to the guy a couple times now, he doesn't really know me, right? He's nah. very part. I can see why people love this guy. I didn't get it oh, at yeah. first with him, and I totally get it now. Oh, uh, no, guy, yeah. come on the show. Yeah, I know you listen. Come I, on the well, show, the, the request is out there already. Hector's got, I said, Hector, I want to make this happen, but you know, this ain't an easy thing, so I'm not gonna beat Hector. No, but I, I have said I'm interested, you know. So, hey, he guy's best man, yeah. Um, so we're gonna get into the song, so I'm gonna do. I'll let Coop go first because then I'm going to do in reverse order my top my top five. Coop. Right. Yeah. So okay. what were your uh, what were your sort of five favorite songs from this year? All right, I'm going to go. You a, lot want, of, oh, a lot of years are on my top fifty, by the way. Yeah, we're going in reverse order, right? Yeah. All right. So this was really a tough one, right? Although I think number one, 
was hands down my number one, right? But I think when, it, like, from three on, it was, like, really hard to pick. From Like, there was a lot yeah, of yeah. good. I went, again, I liked, uh, the song's been catchy. I was, I thought it got snubbed at the Grammys, Little Boat Dang by Paul Russell. I think it's a great song. Mm-hmm. It's a feel-good yeah. song. Uh, I like the way they sample uh, the emotions, uh, mm-hmm. Best of My Love in there. It, it's a... Uh, it's a cool song. I like it. Um, so I had to have number five this year. And then uh, I'll go. I'll go my number five. Okay. Oh, killer! So I knew you could have Killer Mike on here. So I just Killer Mike and LP. Don't let the devil. Now I had. I did a little research here, Coop. Look at that right there. Look at oh that wow! Research. Wow. I went. I went back to my last one, two, three, four top fifties. And uh, Killer, this is actually the second time Killer Mike and LP have been on the top 50. They're on the top 50, on the top five. The second time they're in the top five, they're on the top five at number three in 2020. Okay. With, with Run the Jewels. So, yeah, I, rem- I think I remember that. And I said it had to be Killer Mike was going to be on his list. <laughs> you're right. And you're right. I'm, I'm very predictable. Now, your next song made the top 50. I think this is one of the best songs they've put out in. Yeah, yes. I I think so too. Um, and it was uh, "Rescue" by the Foo Fighters. I love that song. It's I, so I, good. I said if Dave likes, and I knew Dave liked this song. I said if Dave liked this song, it's worthy of being in my top five. I love that song. So uh, it it is really a good one. Um, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a heavier song. Uh, if you're, in, it shows me that heavy heavy. I don't want to say heavy metal, but no. harder rock guitar edge rock is still mm. thundering drums is still very much alive and you and the Foo Fighters have done it so if they if they got the Dave it's worthy of being in my top five great song yeah um my number four is G Flip the worst person alive and G Flip is a Australian artist yeah they are very good I love this song it's very catchy it's sort of in that Olivia Rodrigo kind of vibe right of like breakups gone bad. Um, this is the highest in the sense I've been doing the top 50. This is the highest place Australian song. Yeah, I was very high. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of Australians. We had one. Barnett's have made it a few times. Yeah. Courtney Barnett has made it, but they've all been number five. This is the highest at number four. With with the G flip. Yeah. It's the highest placing Australian band. I mean, that counts. I, I include Nick Cave, which was also. Uh, number five in 2020. So this is the highest placed. Good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Good now job. this is a this is an album. That Coop's next one is an album I sort of like slept on somehow. Uh, yeah. I don't have this track off it, but great album. So the album the album is World Music Radio by John Batiste, and honestly, that whole album just needs to be listened to, right? So it was mm. hard to pick a song. I went with a deep cut, and mm-hmm. it's a song that I find myself playing over and over again. Uh, and it's called Master Power. Uh, mm. The best way I could just describe this cigar, it's like a trucker it's... song meets hip hop. Oh, That's, nice! It's all I could just. It's a very unique song. And it's kind of catchy. Uh, I I'm I'm be surprised if this. I think they need to release this one as a single, and it'll be a huge hit. I can see this. I gotta, I, yeah, it's all a, right. Yeah, I like this song a lot. Um, he's been up for a couple of Grammys. Both of his records have been hits. I gotta stop sleeping on John Batiste. I don't know what I'm uh, doing. You know, like, I know. Uh, 
I broke the whole feminine power move this year and, and had John Batiste winning categories. So, Did you? Well, you, you remember, but I think you that, love album, that record. You love it. Uh, that album's it's better than the first. His hey. first one won the Grammy. I don't know how this one. Yes. But I think he's up against stronger competition this time, too. There's a lot yeah. of good competition. But, yeah, this album, I don't sleep on this album, guys. But uh, it's it's great to listen to the whole album from start to finish, too. I got to stop sleeping on that. Yeah. That guy. Um, my number three, Janelle Monet with Float. I was close if to putting Janelle Monet on the Now or Never this year, yeah. if not for this record, because she's been doing a lot of, or they have been doing a lot of acting, a lot of which which Janelle is very good at, um, and haven't really put out a record because the acting is taking so much of their time, and I'm like, oh man, I really want a record. It's close to now or never this year. And then, like, months after that, they put out this record, and it's so good. Uh, this this track is amazing. Uh, it's my number three. Janelle Monet is incredible. And I'm glad that they're putting out music again. It's yeah. the same thing with J-Lo. It's these great artists that are so good at everything. They kind of get pulled in these other directions. And, and, you know, you just hope that they come back to music, which, yeah. she did, which they did, which is great. Yep. Uh, ooh. So is this is this next one of yours? Is this a is this a a window into your uh, oldies records? Yes, it's a big window. Just... It's a big window. I'm not gonna say where it was. <laughs> big window. Now, yeah. now, Dave is not high on this song. I'm gonna be honest. Hey, with you. not not this song, but this record. They got a song in the like the top twenty for me. They did. They did. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. this? Uh, and that album's really good, by the way. So uh, yeah. Uh, Dance Macabre by Duran Duran. So if you're not familiar with Dance Macabre, it is the dance of death. Uh, it stems from uh, actually something in the late Middle Ages. Uh, and the idea is it summons representatives all walks of life to dance along to the grave of someone of like famous, right? So Duran Duran, this time around, did a Halloween album. Yes. It's a Halloween album, and this was the lead single. I love this song. Again, it shows another side of Duran Duran. Uh, it's it, like I said, it's got a little bit of a dark spin to it, uh, which they have mm. nothing to do from time to time. But I love this song. I think it's a a great song. It was a great follow up uh to the previous album. Uh, oh, that album's so good. Yeah, yeah, the Future Days. But mm. yeah, again, they did. I, I haven't seen an, an artist do a Halloween album ever. No, I mean usually it's sort of like your more gothic bands. Like I'm thinking the Cramps and the Misfits. Right, right. Not a mainstream. Direct. But that's their thing, though. Yeah, like yeah. And, and you know Nuts, they're very yeah. particular during. They don't like doing the same album back to back. No. So you know the last one had more of that Euro disco type of feel. To yes. It. Oh, that's uh, so good. Yeah, and and they're big into like Duran Duran. Durand, Big into disco. I mean, that's what they yes. people don't realize. Yes. They, they came along after disco era was dying. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, my number two this year went to Sufjan Stevens with you. So you are tired. Sufjan, I love he's come out with he is very interesting. He sort of comes out with records whenever he likes. It's no real rhyme or reason most of the time. Um, But no, it's just got his great vocals on this record. It, it's so it's it's just so good. I mean, he gets he kind of had this like electro pop thing for mm -hmm. a while, which really was doing it for me. And then the last couple records, he's gone back to his kind of more indie folk sort of style, which kind of put him on the map originally, yeah. uh, which I really like. 
So this record, it's off the record Javelin, which is quite good. Nice. Um, oh, love it. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I'm both surprised and not surprised that this is uh, on your list, Coop. Your oh, next one clear here. number one this year. And clear, clear number one. And it comes from an album that I didn't want to give a listen to at first. <laughs> Dave, it's from the Barbie album, which yes. I gave a listen to, and I, it's a good album. The artist is Dua Lipa, and the song's Dance Tonight. Dave, you know that's everything I like in, in, in that a, song a track. is tremendous. It's that whole, you know, uh, what am I looking for? Um, that whole, you know, it's got that, that, um, Electronic it's like disco club vibe. Live, it? so club live, the electronic vibe. Her vocals mm. are spot on in this. This is, like I said, how is this nominated? This should have been nominated for record of the year, in my opinion. Should have been. It got so many nominated. I think it was wrong more of a record. Category. Of, yeah, it yeah. was the wrong category. It, and I hope they do her justice um, and give it to her in the song category, but, but it should have been record. It's everything that I look for in a record. Uh, I, I, I have a. When we, I have a wish. I'll, I'll save the wish, I guess, when we do pretty. I, I have a wish. Uh, for yes. Uh, but yeah, I, this, uh, yeah. I think that this should have got album of the year too. By the way, It should have been nominated for album of the year. We um, we the thing about this song that I love that I talk about songs that are sort of throwback songs, right? Yeah. So they're take they're taking a genre that, you know, was popular long ago is not popular now, and they're kind of using it in their song. Um, and and when it works is like with this song where it feels genuine. You know, like it's not gimmicky. Like it's not like oh, I'll make this disco eat just because that's hip now. You know, what right, I mean? right. That's exactly. It was very genuine. That's why I thought this was. Mm. That's why I thought it worked well with Duran Duran. It worked well with Madonna several years ago. There was a lot of effort put into this. Now, part of my research is because I'm going to preface the number one, which Coop probably would have guessed my number one. Oh, this was an easy. This was a hand down ago. number one. Yeah, this one I knew months ago. Yeah. Um. But and number ones since 2019 have all been women artists, Coop, strangely enough. I'm not surprised. So we got in, in 2019, number one went to Lana Del Rey with Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman Like Me to Have, But I Have It. And she's going to come uh, up Lana with put out an album, put out, She put out an album this year, got up to number seven, didn't crack yeah. the top five this year yeah. for me. Um, so she got number one. Beyonce got number two that year. Yep. Um, Bruce Hornsby got number four that year, Coop. That was good. That was really good that year. That's uh, Cast Off, which is a Cast Off was really song. good song, yeah. If you haven't heard that song, you got to get on that Bruce Hornsby album because it is amazing. By the way, where's Bruce Hornsby Hall of Fame nominations? But <sighs> where, where, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you, Coop. They hate the 80s, man. They hate I don't the know 80s. what it is. But he, you know, it was his 90s stuff that he really shined. That's yes. the thing. You know, and then we started touring with the Grateful Dead. It was like an internship the guy did, and he, he became a completely different artist after that. Yeah, no one can, no one knows what. Okay, we twenty twenty, we had chicks with gaslighter is number one. No surprise with that one. Taylor Swift got beat out. She got number two. That's that's where yeah, she did exile off of folklore. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we had this is a very interesting top five. We had number three was was Run the Jewels, Walking in the Snow. Number four, Karen Owen, Willie Nelson with Under Pressure. Remember that song? Yes. That was, great that was really good. That was really good. Yeah. That was one of the surprises. Nick Cave coming in at number five. Yeah. Um, then we go to 2021. Taylor Swift makes it to number one, Coop. 
with Coney Island, a song we both love. Love that. You know, I had a lot of told you. I mean, we talked about that song a lot. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great. Rolling, uh, yeah, Rolling Stones made it that year when they re-released that song with Jimmy Page, "Scarlet." They came to number four. Yep. Um. Then we go to twenty. Listen to this top five last year. Listen to these. Listen to this. We got Beyonce at number one with Pure Honey. Then Taylor Swift at number two with Antihero. Number three is Kendrick Lamar with Mother I Sober. Number four is Rihanna. And number five is Coffee. That is a tremendous, tremendous top five. Yeah. That is. That's yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah I was man. a big fan of that Coney Island song. Oh. Because I had a lot of memories in Coney Island. It was just such a perfect title for the song, yeah. Matt Beringer, uh, the first male to hit a number one and being featuring on that song. Yeah. So good job for you, Matt. Um now will I will I break the streak of women artists being number one? Absolutely. In the top not. Five? Absolutely. I not. will not. <laughs> <laughs> it is Boy Genius, not strong enough at number one. There was no surprise with that one. <laughs> oh I love that song. Yeah, there was no surprise. Anyone followed this Expertly show? Really written. We got um, Lucy Dacus, we got Julian, we got um, Phoebe Phoebe Bridgers. Is this in. is this this is kind of like a super group? Is do you think they do more, or is this a one time project? So what they've done, it is a super group. It's like an indie indie rock super, group. Sort of yeah. super group. Yeah, because yeah. um, Lucy Lucy Dacus and Julian they also like have their own stuff, which is quite good. And Phoebe Bridges, obviously, people know her. She's probably the biggest name in it. Um, they did an EP. Before they did this is the LP. This is done so well, like critically, sales wise. I think they follow it up. Um, but I mean, usually it's a couple years. So I think they, I think they follow it up. Yeah. The question is, does this become like Run the Jewels? So like Run the Jewels was a side project because LP and Killer Mike had their own thing, but now it's like their thing. Right. Do they just put all their energy into Boy Genius? I don't know because Phoebe Bridges is has a, her solo career is quite good. Yeah, but I think they put out another record. But it's it's phenomenal. It's so good. Agree. So there you go. Top top five. Hey, will, will next year? Will it? Will next year break the break the streak, Coop? Will next year? You gotta give the guys a shot, Dave. <laughs> hey man, come out with something. Harry was close. <laughs> Harry was we close. Both, we both went female this year, which is it. I haven't got female in a while for my number one. It's a long time since I had a female at number one. So yeah, uh, I have to go back because I, I we I do albums, but the singles. I may have to go back to Madonna when Jump came out. Yes, I think Jump was my number one in two thousand six or two thousand. I forget it was two thousand two thousand five. Yeah, but since I've been doing the list. They've all been women artists. Have all been number one. Yep. So let's go, men. Pick up your game. Yeah, get get going, guys. Get going. Save now the patriarchy. Men, men Save, the patriarchy. Save the patriarchy. <laughs> now or never, men. Right, right. Now or never, guys. The, get you get 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 in the studio. Get a number working. one on the top. Exactly. 50. Exactly. Uh, so there we go. So that'll be by the time people hear this, is that'll all be posted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So. This kind of leads into like the biggest music stories and themes this year. One of them is I think I think we're still getting carryover from COVID 
uh, which is why I think we're getting a lot of the the new a lot of new oldies records. Um, like we just talked about, Scratch Perry is the carryover from COVID. Yeah. Uh, so we're still getting carryover from the COVID era where people were recording a lot of stuff, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of new oldies. They were like going back in the studio. Um, so I think we're we're still we're still getting carryover from that. And, and I think the carryover is 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 a creative renaissance i've yes. talked and we talked about this in 2020 mm. that it was going to take a few years for and i think we are seeing the creativity a lot of the yeah. older artists have been re-inspired i think it's the newer artists are definitely also stepping up the game so I, I, mm-hmm. it, covid was a good thing for the music industry not that it was a good thing for you know i'm just saying it was a no. silver lining that came out of it well i mean you're 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 sort of quarantined a lot of these people have home studios what are you going to do you're going to yeah. record new stuff you know yeah exactly and I think there's recordings um, that probably we haven't even heard that are going to come no. out in years to come. Definitely. And lost I, and I, recordings. Yeah, yeah. You're going to do all these lost the COVID sessions. You're going to see yep. it. Trust me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and what's what? So, so that's one for me. What's one for you here, Coop? And like so, themes from the I year. call this the almost octogenarians. <laughs> all right. Uh, two two artists, one solo artist and one band have had a big. 2023 and that yes. is the rolling stones and dolly parton um mm-hmm. you cannot take they were both noticed this year um dolly was releasing some of these singles beforehand uh rolling stones and i have a lot more to say about the rolling stones a little later uh they have come out with this album uh i know we we don't like angry the rest of the album's <laughs> great though right uh that's gonna be a very interesting decision i have to make when i do my my new oldies uh, because Angry wasn't a good song, but the rest of that album was good. And so I think this was really an example of, I, you know, like I said, I don't think we saw the new Rolling Stone. We knew about the Dolly album for a long time. The Rolling Stones one was a little more by surprise, I think. Mm. Um, mm. It wasn't necessarily, this is what was interesting about, about the Rolling Stones album. You know, like over the past few years, Paul McCartney did an album. Barry Gibb did an album. Yeah. Um. By the way, just a note on Barry Gibb. Remember, I mentioned the thing about him at uh the Kennedy. Yep. He may have some health issues. By the way, then that mm-hmm. may have been the reason why there were a couple mm-hmm. of clips I saw afterwards where he uh, was a little happy, but it was pointed out to me that he may have some health issues. It's not he has bad arthritis. By the way, just so I didn't really very severe arthritis he's suffering from. So it might have been some of that. Just you know. I'll diverge back to the Rolling Stones. Barry Gibb and Paul McCartney put out these softer albums. The Stones yep. went and put a harder album out. Kind of, yep. they tried to go back to their roots with blues. There's some harder tracks in there. That surprised me for a band with a guy around 80 or close to 80. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you, I didn't see that coming. My question, Dave. Yep. Can Dolly, I don't know if the Stones can do it at this point, but can Dolly Parton maybe revive rock music? With this album, I think so. This, sh- is, this, this is, yeah. My thinking is now I'm a big proponent of always be on the lookout for who is featured on records because that's usually indication they're going to put out a record of their own. Yes. Um, and I think with where it might is a lot of these rockers that are guesting on that record, they put out their own stuff, which may cause. That's what I'm I'm wondering. Yeah. So that might, it might be a springboard for these other artists to put stuff out and it might, yeah, 
carry the, over. The the negative is that Dolly isn't touring with this album. And she, no, I, don't think she, is... I don't think she's gonna tour again, by the way. I don't I think would I don't think you're gonna see her live again. I'd be surprised. Maybe an no. occasional appearance, but I don't think she's gonna do tours anymore, it sounds like. That may hurt this a bit. Yeah, that's so, unfortunate. That's unfortunate. So that's the part where I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, it's a, it's a question I had coming out of this story for 2024, actually. But I thought yeah. it was appropriate to put it with the with the year. But it was big years for both Dolly and the Stones. You can't argue that. Yeah, and for people, Dolly announced that she's not touring it because her husband's health. Yeah, is what she put. What is her statement? So that's the re. It's not I, that Dolly necessarily is like, well, I'm not going to tour anymore. Um, that's why. And then it's wondering like, will she tour again? Like, will she have something tourable? But, Does um, she go to the Grammys and do something with someone? That's going to be the. Oh, I think you'd the, hope so. You'd hope. She, now, Dolly did do the Super Bowl. Not the. She did the not the, the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving show. Thanksgiving halftime. So, yeah. but that's not a tour. Again, it's. I don't no. think it's not that she's not performing. Anymore. She's not going on a, on ex, extended tour. tours because she's going to be away yeah. from her husband. I totally understand that. Yeah. She put her husband first. Yeah. Uh, my next one. Great year for soundtracks with Barbie and the Spider Verse. Yeah, it was soundtracks. Um, so good, great year for soundtracks this year, and not I, just I, soundtracks, but soundtracks with original music for the film. And so, you know, yeah, I, I, these were better soundtracks than some of the other soundtracks the Grammys have acknowledged over the last years. I know. So this was these were two good. Like I said, I gave the Barbie soundtrack. It's a great sound. It's a great album. It should have got nominated. Yeah, it's crazy because like all the songs off it get nominated, but not the album. Yeah, and we, they were all in the wrong categories. We won't go there again, but yeah. But yeah, I thought it was very good. Uh, I have to give the Spider-Verse album a little more of a listen to. Not that I haven't, but yeah, I think it was a strong year for soundtracks this year. Strong year for soundtracks, yeah. Yeah, the Barbie one's going to be one. It's uh, If you're not a Barbie fan, um, just get get over that and listen to it. It's good. Like, I mean, the, more, music, yeah. the, the, the movie's huge, but I think the soundtrack is going to live live on for a while like you think of classic soundtracks like yeah. i'm thinking like the crow and like pump up volume and big chill like you think of classic soundtracks i think that this is going to be a classic soundtrack yeah you know you um, know what's funny about soundtracks um so bear you know bear on el oso fumar yeah um he's already penciled in two movies he does movie shows like three or four times a year so He's already got the 50th anniversary of Rocky scheduled for 2026. And 2027 is the 50th anniversary of Saturday Night Fever. Uh, I mentioned that because they both have great soundtracks. The Rocky soundtrack was an epic soundtrack. People it was. Really, really good. It, is, Very good. Yeah. it was more instrumental, but it was really good. So, Bear, yeah. when's Barbie? When's the Barbie show, Bear? Come on. Uh, you, we have have a con- you can have a conversation with Bear on that one. <laughs> uh, he was doing Lord of the Rings with Trip and... Wow, yeah. that is. By the way, trips in man. for the punk show. By the way, trips in for a punk show. trip. He's already yep. newest member of the Coop team. By the way, so yeah, and they'll be debuting their first show, sharing our pairing. I'm sorry, that's the old show. Let's get pairing. Will debut on the 14th of uh, okay January. So trip is back. Ooh. Got a great studio, by the way. You guys see his new studio? Yeah, he his. Yeah, he got a studio in his new house. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna see trip My... in Tampa next weekend. So. My studio is my front veranda. Yeah, my mine, mine is the garage. <laughs> <laughs> the Perdomo, it's palatial Perdomo studio. It is though. It's a palatial. nice place to go smoke. Yeah. Uh, your your last sort of theme. It's interesting. Well, I had my second one was big year for female loss, which we talked about already. Oh, sorry. Your next one. Sorry. Yeah, we. Talked yeah. About so I think that. we talked about that one. Uh, I don't want to beat that one too much to death for time, but yeah, I thought it was a huge year for female artists. Uh, oh yeah. 
the Grammys well, recognize it. It's like, yeah, they dominated. Yeah, it was. It was you. You know, this may have been the biggest year for female arts ever. You could make that argument. I, I would. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a big year for female artists. Yeah, so, um, I won't like we we talked a lot about that already. I think we hit all the points on that one. Yeah. Um. So I'll go for my. Yep. Last and I'll go for yeah. It's and a long line. Last one. This was a great. Uh, by the way, this was a great observation for theme a theme this year. This was a good one. It's the year of the concert movie coop. Big year for the um, concert movie. Yeah. Taylor Swift, Harris, and Beyonce's Renaissance both made a ton of money. Yep. And we're we're generally well reviewed. Um, from what reviews I've seen. Um, this, I mean, like I said, um, the, their tours along with the crazy shows in the sphere, like you two was in the sphere yeah, in Vegas. I just say that concerts and touring are officially back. The concert movie is back and it's made a huge year in Australia, which is probably one of the biggest touring years. If you took the last two years of tours in Australia, it's probably one of the big, one of the biggest um, touring years in in Australia ever, I would say, and that could be a carryover from from COVID, sort of derailing some tours and they were being delayed. But the concert movie coop, I wonder if we're gonna keep if we're gonna see that some more moving forward with big big shows. Yeah, um, coming forward, like say I, you know, like you know, like if Harry does one, or you know, you get. Like Paul McCartney, even though he just did his show, like those bigger shows, are they going to have their own movies along with them? I got to remember, I'll throw a crystal ball prediction for one. Ooh. I'll throw a crystal ball prediction for when we get to that point. Ooh. But you know, yeah, they've they made yeah. to- they made tons of money. Yeah, you know, there's a major tour coming, uh, and it's in the family a bit. That cheap tricks on this big tour in 2024. With Def Leppard, Journey, Hart, and the Steve Miller Band. That is going to be it. I mean, if that's not showing, those are five headliners doing a tour. Yeah. So uh, I know we we would kick in the idea of meeting in Dallas, maybe, <laughs> to when they go to <laughs> Dallas. I don't think it's coming to Charlotte. Um, so we oh, would no. kick in the idea of possibly going to Dallas uh, in Bear's backyard for that. But I don't know if that's going to be able to happen. But we do have a good connection for the concerts to get taken. So... I'm not worried <laughs> with that. I mean, so. I could see Coachella doing a movie because that's always a yep. huge thing that not a lot of people can make. Um, but Farm great, Age great should do one. Movie. I mean, Farm Age should really do do one. Um, another thing just to watch is do they do do they do another Live Aid for the 40th anniversary this year? Oh, could be. They, yeah, they did 20 with Live Aid, so they do. Do they? I think it's time to do another Live Aid. So they've redone Band Aid already a few times with with the mm. with the singles. They do that every ten years. So today, every twenty every years, I think it's time for another Live Aid. So, so your your third one, Coop, which is sort of a reoccurring theme in the last couple of years. I think this is a big one, Dave, and it's something worth watching. Is the streaming revenue situation? Mm. I still think when you hear of artists making pennies on this stuff, right? There's mm. a problem. There's a problem. It's got to come to the surface at some point. And yeah. I know they're trying to push more physical albums. And I don't know if LPs are the answer to do that, Dave, as much as I still think LPs have a limited life and people have to still 
store LPs, and I think streaming is a very convenient way. But I think we're heading. I I thought last year I said this Armageddon is gonna happen at some point. Mm. Um, oh yeah. And I've talked about like maybe the I thought there'd be more of a division with platforms by now that hasn't happened. But I think yeah. there's gonna be this general rebellion that's gonna happen against streaming at some point. I Unless mean, these guys get more money, or you're gonna see people not stream their music anymore. It's bubbling under the surface, isn't it? And I think that's why the concert movie has done so well. Right. Is that it's another avenue these artists are like, I can get all the money for me. Why they're selling the catalog rights? Because hey, yeah. I could sell it, I could say two hundred million dollars, Bob Dylan. Yeah. I'm not gonna make that in the rest of my life with streaming yeah. revenue. So you wonder if streaming will break because of that. It's yeah. it's sort of yeah, it's a, it's an issue that's sort of bubbling under the surface for a couple wow. years, so when's that going to come to a head? It's yeah. kind of constantly been an issue. But I think it's going to hit. I think it's 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 a question. I don't know because it was a problem. I when you hear the story, oh, I hear yeah. stories from big artists. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah no, it'll it'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um. Now this is the, this is the this is the topic everybody tunes in for, Coop. Yep. Yep. So let's give them what they want. Yeah. It's now, now or never. never. Yeah. Uh, and these we picked. We tried to go for two cigars and two bands. Yeah, I actually um, went for three cigars, one one artist is, is how mine hey, worked out. But, but yeah, I couldn't come up with a second artist, but it was tough. Coops, yeah, Coops, Coops the cigar guy. Yeah. Now, I, I I teased this earlier, but the now or never, if I I'm gonna look on my I called it up. So last, so this is the now or never. If you think people aren't listening, this is the now or never. For uh, when we were when we did the review of 2021, okay. Coop's music now and ever is Mumford and Sons and Casey Musgraves, who both came out with stuff. Yeah. So Casey Casey Musgraves came out with the with another album. Mumford and Sons did some stuff. Um. So Coop is you know, and Casey Musgraves is getting ready to put out other stuff. I so, give me a B minus so- on that. Because I don't think Mumford and Sons hit it bit. I don't think it did what I was expecting something to do from them. Uh, so this is uh so this is Coop's last year. My last year. Yeah, nothing. I said the roots at Radiohead, which got nothing. Right. Black Thought's doing a ton of stuff, but right. nothing else. Um now I go all the way back to my twenty twenty one, which I look really good in. This is why I'm saying it. Is we look at at uh music coop had arcade fire which put out something yeah put out that big record now now unfortunately they got problems the lead, the lead singer had some sexual assault issues yeah i don't know what happened with them. that actually but you yeah. couldn't you couldn't have, you couldn't have predict win butler you couldn't you no, can't predict no but i say they they did respond that was a better album than but they, they did put out an album and it was a better <laughs> album than they'd done in a while it's not just putting it out. I want to see some quality out of it. Yeah. Uh, and Coop also had ABBA, but we'll pretend that that, you know, didn't happen. That was a bust, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a bust, that album. No one talked about that album. The Grammys gave it so, our aficionado treatment. That was a yeah. bust. There was no, those concerts didn't generate any excitement. It was a bust, that album, uh, the whole thing. Now, if I could only, you know, toot my own horn, right? My three music ones were Harry Styles. I said Harry needs to put out something. He did Harry's house. 
But it wasn't, it was, we agreed it wasn't the best of the three albums either. No, but you need a new, I put, I put, uh, hasn't put out a new record. But it was a big commercial. It was a big commercial hit. Yep. Rihanna. I said, I said, uh, hasn't put anything out since 2017. And she had the single. Which was huge. And Kendrick Lamar. Put out, yeah. So I, 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 I got to toot my own horn on that one. Yeah. Uh, so so it shows that the music industry listens. Yeah. And the cigar industry listens or you know, so yeah. so we're we got we got clout. Yeah. What I'm saying. So I'll, I'm gonna go with my cigar ones and then I'll let and you can go with your cigar ones, then we'll do yeah. the music one. Yeah. I got Blackbird Coop as an hour never. So they did put, come out with a release this last year. It was called Glitch. Yeah, but it was a lower. It was not. It was not what I. It's not at the level of those other Blackbird releases, which are great releases. Yeah. I agree with this one. I love the brand. Yeah, but they need. But they sort of put out a lot of stuff, and then it kind of is. I want you know, yeah, yeah. I want something big for them. Now I don't know if you agree with this one or not, Coop. My other cigar one. I have Viaje. I agree with the, I totally agree with this one. Because it's just, all I say is the Limiteds are still out there, but I'm not sure what else. Like, the Limiteds get a lot of run, like the Hatchet ones and Skull and Bones. But, like, I don't, like, do you hear a lot of Viaje Coraline or, or anything? No, I, I mean, the, the exclusive was at Coraline. But, you know, it was funny because Stogie Santa called me up this week. And he, he had an old Viaje Oro, which was their old Coraline. Yeah. And he said, Coop, this thing's smoking incredible. I said, that was a really good line. But Andre, I think something's getting stale with him right now. Um, I've actually stayed away from Candy Cane and the Farmer Bills yep. because of cartoons. And ch- I just, yeah. I'm being a little careful. Not, But the problem isn't that, right? As much as he's a little stale right now. It's, it's, it's a bunch of annual releases. And he needs to take mm. a cue from James Brown to throw something in innovative. Something a little different. Yep. And I don't know if people are going back to these same old releases as much, and I think it's hurting him right now. Mm. So, so those, are, it, those are my two. Yeah. I think Viaje needs to get a core line out there that's, that they can consistently deliver. They do. Mm. It's time. You're you're in business 15 years. Even yeah. James has taken some of his best and made him core lines. Yeah, James, yeah. But it's time for Andre to do that. We'll get get to your cigar ones here. Which yep. Yeah. I'm I have three. I have three. Yes, yes. All right. The first one, I don't know if you're too familiar with this brand, but it is a brand that the Coop team has liked a lot. It's, it's a company called Jake Wyatt Cigars. Yes. Um, Ben and Bear and Aaron were high on these cigars. I mean, we were reviewing yes. a lot of these cigars. Uh, got two guys out of California, um, co- collaborated for a brand. They, they're working with a factory in the DR that pretty much is theirs. And they were coming out with some great stuff. But the company just see the momentum with this company has just mm. stalled. And I don't see this these cigars in stores anymore. I don't see people talking about these cigars. They're not no. on the yeah. list. They're good cigars. What's going on? They just hired a national sales director. So that will be interesting to see. But but this brand is stalled and you're at this critical juncture. 
2024 is the fifth year they're in operation. They started in the COVID, right? And starting in COVID, they did a great job, but something stalled with them right now. Mm. And they need to kind of figure this out. Maybe bringing in a national sales director will help. Uh, I'm hoping because they have good cigars and they're good guys that run the company. So um, I want to see them do well. It's not that I'm looking, but they need to come out with, they came out with a release called Maverick last year. It just stalled. Mm. It's no interest. I don't see anyone talking or smoking these cigars. Mm. So I hope those guys get to get a good guys, good company. They repackaged some stuff at the trade show last year. I thought it was all right, but again, no momentum whatsoever. Yeah. And they're disappearing from retail shelves. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, at least in my area. So I hope that's wrong. I don't want those guys. Now, the second one, I hate to put these guys on the list, but they're going on protocol. I agree, though. I totally agree with this. It's a great pick. They, I don't know what's going on with protocol. The 2022 things they had at the trade show still haven't come out, which is, uh, you know, they had they had a new protocol line, um, and they had a new uh, the Phoebe Cousins under the uh, Lawman series. Where are they? They keep saying yeah. it's delays with AJ's factory, but AJ's making cigars for other people. Uh, the core line stuff is seeming to stall. Um, I I don't know what's ha- you know. Even their limiteds don't seem to have the same momentum that they and they they slowed down on limiteds last year, which yeah. I didn't think was a bad thing. But the ones they came out with, there was no excitement with them. Uh, they need they need to get they need a new core line, and they need a reset. They need to reset mm. and figure it out. Um, because mm. I love those guys, and they do. They worked with Hector and made great cigars. So I need to see. Uh, you know, I, I want to see more out of Protocol. And this this next one from you, I, I think we had it last year as well. I'm still putting it on there. Uh, I'm putting Caldwell on there. He's got a hit now with this Long Live the Queen. Um, but I still don't see him in enough retail stores. I don't. Uh, I it's could the be lost to the and ro- found thing for me. Coop. It's confusing. It's confusing. Yeah. Lost and found is confusing with Caldwell right now because they blurred the lines with both of them. They do limiteds out of one, and they do limiteds out of the other, and it's it's just it's too confusing. I would just put everything under Caldwell at this point because they're not doing the Ross and Found concept anymore, which is no in the factory finding cigars. Now they're doing small batch runs of stuff of blends, and I get yeah. that, but it's still confusing because you're still doing small batch runs with Caldwell. But Long Live the Queen seems to be the core line that Robert has. I mean, probably since Blind Man's uh, Huff. Mm. Is probably been the one that's getting. It's getting. That's going to be on. I'm telling top. That may be top five halfway consensus. It's gotten a lot of lists. So yeah. I mean, hopefully this gives Robert the 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 boost he needs. I want to smoke that cigar. I haven't done it yet, and I pledged I would do that this year. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. But you know, I think uh, Colin needs to get back to the trade show in a capacity where he's ready to do, you know, not just show up as a joke with the trade show. You just can't. Retailers aren't going to take that seriously. I'm sorry. They're not. No. Um, I mean, you you think about that brand when they first came out, right? Yeah. And all the buzz around it, and it was like a release would come out, and you'd be like, right. I, You know, it, it had this buzz of like, you might not like the cigar, but he was doing interesting stuff. You had to try it. Yeah. New releases, I had to try just to sort of see. And it's just sort of, and then The Lost and Found was more of like a side project. And then that sort of took over, and you really kind of lost yeah. the core the core, he, the core, core about it. And it's hard to follow me. He's not really good at communicating with media. Um, yeah. 
You really have to, you have to spend a lot of time doing it with him, and it's it's you got to reach a point. But here's the thing that Robert, when he came out, first of all, I I don't think Robert's lost anything as far as blend creativity goes. No, he he's done. He is, and that's something he he has a great palate, and he can put out really good cigars. But he, I go back to the trade show, and I think this is a big. I make maybe people think I make a bigger deal of this. His booth was a beautiful booth, and it showcased the artistry that he had with mm-hmm. the brand. It did it when he went to that card table approach. Yeah, to me, it just it it killed anything you're trying to do artistically. With the don't go to the trade show would be my advice with that. Yeah, but but because I think when he was doing that artistry, people took the brand a lot more seriously. Now they can't take it seriously anymore. They don't know if this stuff's going to be around because it's small batch. It's it's it, they got to he's got to get back on track with it. That's why I think Long Live the Queen is a a good step in the right direction. Let's see if he can build on that this year. Mm. Now bands. Yeah. Now last year I had Radiohead in the Roots. They you, they can still do stuff, but I picked some new ones. My first one I have Frank Ocean. That's really good. I always picked him actually. Yeah. So he headlined Coachella this year, but we haven't had a record from him since 2016's Blonde. Like yeah. he's put out singles in 2019 and 20, but not a record. So oh. I'm hoping that this Coachella headlining will right. mean something. Right. I, I hope don't so too. know. Yeah, I hope so too. Because he's yeah, very I talented. Frank, I, I don't Frank know if Ocean it... would have been at a next level by now. Yeah, he just sort of, and his, I mean, Blonde is amazing, but it's just sort of like stalled out. I don't know if he became like disinterested in the industry or, or what, right. but right. I'm hoping he, I'm hoping this means he'll put something out. Yeah. Um. And my next one, Coop, this is kind of out of nowhere, but Erica Badu, who I love. Uh-huh. So Erica Badu, she's still playing music, but she hasn't had a single since 2019. Four years, but yeah. But she's still touring and stuff and featuring on stuff. So I'm hoping that there's another record in there. Yeah. Because I really like Erica Badu. So I hope there's another one in there. I don't know. But I'm hoping. I'm hoping yeah. for it. When you have no music, you got to be you know, begin to wonder. You do. I, I mean, I, that's the Frank I wondered if problem. you were going to put Rihanna on the list this year, but I think the Super Bowl well, that's probably my saved crystal- it. My crystal ball. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. Uh, I just hope. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Frank Ocean is my bigger one in the sense that, like, that he's got some stuff moving and he's headlining stuff. So, yeah, maybe. Um. Now we'll get to get to yours here, Coop. Yeah, you gotta disagree with this never. one. You gotta disagree with mine. I had Lana Del Rey. I wonder, Whoa, if Coop. I wonder if she peaked. Okay. So, because she just put out a record. Right. She just put out a record, but I don't think this record was nearly at the level of the previous work she's done. So you're so, thinking. I'm thinking she may Now be or never in the sense that. Not that she didn't put us on the but, like We're on the down, the downside. I would have thought by now Lana Del Rey would be doing more. Okay, and I'm not necessarily seeing that. Has she done a lot of collaborations? She did. She did "Snow on the Beach" with Taylor Swift. That's true. That's true. Yes, which is a huge but, song, but, but I think not she needs, a lot. Yeah. Other than that, I think she needs to do more. That's what I'm saying. It'd be. I tell you what. If, I, if I'm someone at the Grammys, get get her to collaborate with someone out of the box. Mm. 
And mm-hmm. I, I would get because I am worried that we may have she may have peaked and we I may th- be seeing her yeah. on the downside. I think so it's kind of like your viaje. They're coming out with stuff. But yeah, that's kind of how I use this analogy here. I could see that. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, what? She just got number seven. But I see what you're saying in the sense that I think she put out uh, Norman fucking Rockwell, which was right. huge. Which is huge. That album was massive. Right. And then she put out, like, what was it, Chemtrails over the country club or something? Right. And that did not connect with people at all. And so her follow-up to this massive record was a real sort of dud. Like, I didn't have any songs on that. It didn't connect with me. It didn't connect with a lot of people. And then she put out her latest one, the, like, the, the Tunnel Under Ocean's Boulevard. Um, and that's got a lot of good critical acclaim and stuff. So maybe she's, like, building back. But I can see what you're saying in the sense that she hit this real height and then she followed up with like a down, a downward trajectory. And so like she's Olivia sort of Rodrigo has has gone up. Oh. Okay, yes. and I'll even admit that. Uh I think Billie Eilish is kind of going up in a little different way. Maybe she's not going to sell as many, but I see the creative juices, and I think more people are embracing her. Billie Eilish really needed that 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 Barbie track. Me that it's Barbie track, right. a lot of good, yeah. I, I want to see something more, you know, out of she needs a big single, I think. Yeah. yeah. I I came close to one other artist that I'm gonna I mean Ooh, I'll just say this. It. I'll say this, right? Do it. If I don't see something change this year, he'll be on there. Bruno Mars will say be on there next year. Yes. That is inspired group. I love that. I he love was it. close. I'm gonna say he's an honorable he, mention this year, but he will be on it next year. If I don't see something out of him this year. Well, he did that that he one with, that. with Anderson Pack. Silk the Silk Sonic thing, yeah. Silk Sonic, which was huge. But the problem with Bruno and that's a but that's a like a collaborative record. I think my issue with Bruno Mars is it it seems it's like always the same thing. Yes. It's I the mean, same record. Yeah. He well, remember I was saying I had him in the artist when we were doing the runs of albums, right? But that last yeah. album he did um, which uh, I absolutely will say was was it. I mean, it's the the uh, the twenty four K magic. I gave him a gift on that one, but that was seven years ago, Dave. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago, November sixteenth, November eighteenth, two thousand sixteen is when when twenty four K magic came out. Where is the next Bruno Mars album? You, you're now seven years. You know what? I'm gonna put Bruno on the list now. I'm putting I love him on that the, pick. I love that. Pick. I'm gonna put Bruno on the list. I should have put him on. Based on that, yeah, Bruno needs to do something. And Bruno's got all the talent in the world to do this. Like, so what's going on with Bruno Mars? Is my, I understand you did the Silk Sonic thing. That's not enough. You got to get something. You got to get your solo career back and really focus. It's, he's going to have a tough time selling albums if he comes out with one this year. I think I just, he needs a folklore-type reinvent, like something out of the box. He needs something like out of the, the box. same record again. He needs to, and they need to take a cue from Tears for Fears and the Rolling Stone and start a big social media push on this stuff because he's he is he is pet the he has passed the train is starting to pass him by. I mean, he could even do which I think you're sort of saying would be cool if Lana Del Rey does what Travis Scott did in Travis right. Scott's new album Utopia, where he like is featuring and collaborating with like Beyonce, like just huge artists, and it's made for a very interesting creative record, and I think. I think he's at a. I think he could do that. Like, have you know? 
Yeah. And Lana yeah. Del Rey too. Like just do some do bring some other people on, do some stuff out of the box. Do a do a Dolly Parton rock star. Like bring a lot of people on, do some different things, you know? Yeah. You know, like Dua Lip is due for a solo album, right? But she's been keeping yeah. busy, is my point. Yeah. You know, and, and that's okay, you know. She's keeping busy. She's definitely keeping in the uh in the spotlight. Um so well, after that, after that single, she's definitely gonna put out an album now. I mean I, I would say so. Uh and she's collaborating a lot, you know, she's doing a lot of yeah. collaborations and that's a way to kind of keep out there. I mean, maybe he needs to shake it up and bring in a, a a producer from out of left field or something. I I would call Mark Ronson back again. Um, yeah. I'd call Mark Ronson again and say, "Let's do what we did with Uptown Funk again." Because uh, that's what that's what she did. She like Taylor Swift's like, "Let's bring in the guys from the National, not just Jack yeah. Antonoff, and like, yep, let's yep. um do yeah. something different." And it yeah. totally reinvigorated her career. Yeah. I had a Bruno um, Mars to my list, actually. You know, oh, that's a great he pick. should be on there. I changed my that's mind there. Yeah, yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Um, we're moving from the now and never. So, who had the best? Yeah. 2023. Yep. We'll just. I'll just have you just go through your list, Coop, and then I'll go through mine okay. here. So, in terms of cigars, we looked at. Uh, I looked at. Uh, I did companies, and there's two companies I had. I know they have the backdrop here, but hear me out. Perdomo. <laughs> the 30th anniversary, Dave, might might have been the biggest regular production launch I've seen in years of any company. Mm. It 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 was a huge success. They you see people smoking these cigars on social media. The the retailers are telling me they're already hitting reorders. Nice. Um it, how I know it's late, but that that they were having a, they always have a solid year. But Perdomo just skyrocketed, you know, and, and I was just talking to Nick and he's like, he's going to make the coupe list. I, it came out too late. I was already building the mm -hmm. list by the time that cigar came out. Right. So they're great cigars and everything. Um, And it, it, look, they'll be they'll be there next year, you know, if they continue to perform great. But but Perdomo had a huge year this year, Um, mm -hmm. especially when like I said, just talking to and there's retailers that are trying to get that cigar that they don't have enough distribution for it yet because they only they allocated it's like 75 to 100 to start retailers. Right. Okay. They're going to expand it. So there's demand for this product. Certainly, uh, it's priced well, twelve to fourteen dollars. And then Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust, sock is everywhere. Sock is everywhere. Yes. And I'm normally not big into a single store release, but when you come out with a announce a cigar for smoke in, and you pre-sell over a thousand boxes. And I'm talking about Wagashi. You're doing something right. Mm -hmm. And I think Dojo obviously getting involved with that help too. Don't get me, but don't get me. a thousand boxes, a thousand, a thousand boxes for a single store release. Saka had the demand for that. Um, yes. He's come out with your yeah, Papa Saka has been a huge hit. Krakatoa is cracking all the lists right now. It could win the halfway consensus, by the way. A lot of people think now. Um, he, I, by the way, I have the two unicorn cigars. Uh, you'll see the first three reviews come out. The unicorn cigars were selling out. Saka is everywhere, and yes. uh, he's had a big year. He really has had a big year. This guy is absolutely becoming a, a monster, even though he's not a huge company. He's a force in this industry right now. So, so Dungeon Dragon Trust is my cigar company with Perdomo. Nice. Oh, uh, you can't even try to argue that. Yeah, yeah. So music wise, I I 
I tried to look a little who had, and I just, I kind of went a little old school with both of these. Um, but I would throw Dua Lipa as an honorable mention here too. Um, yeah. I had Duran Duran and the Rolling Stones. Uh, people yeah. paying attention to both of these bands a lot again, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rolling Stones, it's hard to argue. I mean, you put that album out, that album was huge. People were interested in it. I mean, it was yeah. like, wow, there's a Rolling Stones. You know, it, it's not like, uh, you know, when Stevie Wonder did those songs a few years ago, didn't see the same reaction as the Rolling Stones. I'm just saying. It didn't get the same momentum of that. Yes, sir. We talked about that, yeah. We talked about that. And they were, nothing to get, they were great tracks, by the way. In fact, I'd argue that maybe better than the Rolling Stones. And then Duran Duran totally has reinvented themselves in terms of they're out there. People see Duran Duran. Uh, they're every, they're everywhere. Uh, like I said, the, the new album may not be as good as Future Days, but it, it they're out there. They're, they're, they're yeah. I think maybe the first one in 30 years, people paying a lot of attention to Duran Duran. They built off the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. And I got to put Dua Lipa as an honorable mention in here, too. She uh, has had a big year. Like I said, big even year. though she didn't have a new album, you know, I think that Elton John collaboration still gets a ton yeah. of, of airplay. The, 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 you know, I mentioned the Barbie song a few times. So I put her as a, she had a big year this year. Yeah. So guys, for me, I have Espinoza is having big a year. great year. Big year. Like you had the, I mean, you know, you have the Warhead, which is always big, but right. then with, you know, with Knuckle Sandwich and huge year for them, I think. They, they did. And, you know, there was some quiet things that they did. Uh, the samplers that they came out with, particularly the the knuckle sandwich prefix sampler, yes, they, yep, sold and got a lot of interest in traffic on Coop. The Robusto sample, the samplers were a big kind of like hidden gem that they did this year. Uh, they only came out with one new regular core line, which was the knuckle sandwich Connecticut, which I'm shocked is not landing on lists. I am shocked mm. that this one's not lent because it may be the best of the three. It, I didn't get to it in time to review it for Coop. I'll be on, yep. but it'll be up next year. Um, I was shocked with that one. And then the Seis Provincia is the Corojos fan yes. that they came yep. out with. So, uh, and then just the momentum. Here, here's the last thing I'll say about Espinosa, why they should be considered. They got more interest in a TAA cigar this year than yes, any other TAA sir. cigar I've seen since Pete. Yep. I was at Lazona Palooza this year, and I could tell you the one cigar everyone wanted their hands on was the TAA cigar. Mm-hmm. And that's how you should be. And, and they did a great job at marketing their TAA. That's how you should. Companies should be doing, be calling Jack Tarano and paying him a consulting fee to, to learn how to market a TAA cigar. He did a great job. I loved that job. cigar. I reta- loved it. I didn't loved like it, it as much as the material or uh, the original, but it's still. You can't argue with that cigar's done. It's not a bad Loved cigar it. either. It's the uh, one cigar that anyone cared about this year. Yeah. So feel Pete, free to send me Pete, some, Hector, if you like. It, it, like I said, it was better than the Crown Heads one. I'm sorry. And I, I know I like Crown Heads ones a lot. I know. It was great. It was great. It, yeah. Yeah. Send it over. You got some laying around. You're like, what do I do with these? Send them to yeah. me. Yep. 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 Uh, so, that's a good the one, other, The other one I have, I have Drew Estate, which always has a big year, but that black end. Just sort of took the world by storm, I reckon. It, it, like you said, it got off a little slow start, but it picked up. There's no question about it. It's uh, on a lot of lists. It's done really well. Like you said, I think it's popular enough that I think it's going to be like the knuckle sandwich, and they're going to like do extensions to it. And yeah, yeah, you know, I think there'll be some limiteds that you'll see off there. You know, again, uh, it was it was 21 on the coupe list. 
that's not a slouch. I, mean, I do over 150 cigars every year. So, I mean, that's still a very, very good rating it got. Um, it's it's great. Yeah, um, I, I think it takes a while to build a brand. You can't just come a yeah. brand and have a hit. Let's see how this sustains into year two and year three. But I think it had a it, the momentum went up on that cigar. It didn't go down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I agree. I like that pick as well. And and Dave, the Papas Fritas was a big hit, I think, uh, the ace Yes, that's a that I had that in the you sent me the six by sixty. That's amazing. I sent you the six by sixty. Oh my now, god. Which you don't uh, I don't know if you know on Fon, he's a brand manager for Drew Estate, and he's known for loving Lanceros. That Lancero is very that's good. Sixty. As well. but that's he six loves that sixty. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that's sixty. He did a nice job with that sixty. Uh which was an event only size, so that was hard to get. That's oh my god, that's yeah. So um, it's going to have a big year this year. So we'll see what happens. They, they don't slow down. We will see in the uh, yeah. crystal ball. Yeah. But uh, bands, it's hard to go past Taylor Swift. Yeah, I figured you'd have that one. That's why I'm, I mean, person of the year. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of hard. Hard. I mean, one. yeah, absolutely belongs on there. Yeah. Uh, and I had Dolly Parton. You, um, absolutely. She belongs on there. The record did well, but also like she put out a couple books this year. She's got the nine to five musical that's still running. Expanded the cake line, the cake recipe, the cake mix line is expanded. <laughs> the cake, the yeah, clothes. Uh, and I'm telling you, going to Dolly World, Dolly's everywhere. They love Dolly. Mm -hmm. People were big year at, for Dolly. I was in the year. gift shop getting your stuff, and and I'm telling you, people, they're excited about Dolly. I think for the first like the last first time, time in a while, say, I'm gonna say this: probably the most excitement since nine to five. I would agree to that. Which was she was big with nine five, yeah. I mean, oh. if you think she's got a she's got a musical run in this this record debuted really well. She's got books out. Yeah, she's doing it's a lot of. She did the the Thanksgiving show, which got reviewed well. Yeah, better than the other one, but yeah. God. Yeah. Um. So now, crystal ball time, Coop. I'm gonna throw out my crystal ball predictions for cigars and bands here. I got cigar. I think we're going to have at least one new extension to the knuckle sandwich in 2024. Don't know what it's going to be. Do you think a new size or a new blend? I'm thinking new blend. Okay. I, I, I can tell you, you, you're probably right. The 56 is going to be announced pretty soon. So <laughs> you'll get it. Oh, well, the 56 will be a different blend. Tick, so tick. you're going to get, you're going to nail this one. Yeah. This because it's just it's doing so well, Coop. Like I mean, I I were I I think they should just stick to two limiteds a year, which is that one and the chef special. But I yeah. wouldn't go beyond two more. I think otherwise you're gonna oversaturate it. But yeah, the my other prediction here is we're gonna have a new major celebrity cigar with either Drew Estate or Room One Hundred One. Is my prediction interesting? Uh. Both just very good candidates. Both good candidates for one. I just think the celebrity cigar has done so well that other people are going to want in on that. Drew Estate is big enough to do it. And I just picked Room 101 because Matt is just such a charismatic person that I think he could pair pair up with somebody. You got to remember, Matt was the jeweler to the stars. He yep. was doing celebrity jewelry when he got into this. I mean, he put me on the phone with Slash that time. He was yes. slashing. So if I'm if I'm STG, I look at this and say, Matt, like get Matt. Like, he that's a perfect landing spot for a brand in STGs as room one. Yes. Perfect brand. And you know what? Do a regular production line. Don't do a limited thing. No. Stop with the STG. Stop doing limited to a regular. 
Because I think Room 101 had a good year under the Ford's umbrella this year. I thought they had the best yeah. of all the brands. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. But the, with these. Yeah. But the reason I picked Drew Estate is just because of their capacity to do it. And the Room 101 is just because of Matt, really. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think they have the capacity to do it. Um, You know, I, I would, if I'm also both of these companies, stay away from sports celebrities. Um, oh, yeah. They don't the, work out. They don't work out because also you got to remember, like, like here's a good example. When Ray Lewis did his cigar, oh, it's yeah. going to sell very well in the Baltimore area. It wasn't going to yeah. sell well in New England. No, it, it's it, you have to, unless you have a guy, unless you did a Wayne Gretzky cigar where everyone likes the guy. Yeah, you know, that's a little bit someone who's retired I, and like at that level. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Have 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 people have people thought of an Arnold cigar or does he just not, not want to do one or I'm sure he's been approached. I don't know if he's done it, um, but Arnold, yeah, I've heard Arnold's name come up a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. He, he, you know, I don't know if they could get him to kind of do events or anything like that. Um, he would have it on social media everywhere. They'd though. have to have it on social media. Yeah, I would but, buy it. You no, know, I thought Stallone would be the other guy, too, for years. Yes. And he hasn't I done just... it. Yeah. And he hasn't Jordan done one, it. maybe? But he's so like he's so protective of his brand. Yeah, Jordan's a Cuban smoker too. Uh, uh you know, it was interesting. I saw um, I saw someone uh, you know, so, sent this to me. Martin Brodeur, who's one of the greatest goaltenders in the NHL history, yep. has a brand, but it's some small brand that's being sold uh, direct to consumer. I'm like, how did someone not get Martin Brodeur? I mean, I I can't see some like some company who could do bigger distribution should have absolutely got it. But again, I think the athletes. They're much better selling direct to consumer. I got to be very straight on that. But like I um, said, it. I, I just think it's been so big this year that I think we'll see see one. Yeah, I think so too. It'd Man, be interesting. Drew, to see Drew who... Estate should just drive a dump truck of money to to um, Arnold and be like, "Come on, they they could do it. They could do it." I don't know if Room One One if Arnold will be the pick for it. I mean, I think I think Drew Room One can. Do it, yeah, I think Pete could do it as well. With the Jonas Brothers, but he won't do it. Yeah. I never Pete. asked him that, but but you know what? If anyone could do it with the Jonas Brothers, it would be Pete, and he could sell it. Hey, jo- Jonathan Drew, I know you listen. T- talk to Arnie, man. Get Arnie, it going. Arnie, yeah, Arnie. Um, bands. Rihanna will put out another single. That's my prediction. Okay. We're gonna get another. But not single. an album. You didn't prick an album. Though, I noticed you kind of. No, stopped. I've 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 been burnt on that. Too yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my last. Band prediction, I think Ice Spice will put out her debut LP. That's a good one. She hasn't had an LP. She's had big singles. She's guested on stuff. She's up for a Grammy. I think it's time for an LP. Yeah. From her. Agree. Um, what's your crystal balls here, Coop? Uh, I added a sixth one, but I have five. Uh, I'll hey, add have, a sixth have, one. Well, All right. So this is going to be the year of Padron. Ooh, okay. The 60th anniversary is coming out. I do know they have something in the works with it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if we'll be at the trade show. But Padron hasn't had a big launch in nine years. Damaso was the last one. So they're due for a launch. And what better Mm. way to do it is with the 60th. It's a big, it's going to be the first anniversary celebration without Jose Orlando Padron, which will be interesting. 
Uh, they've had those black label cigars, like right, but they're yep. they've been very small releases. Like so, I, the sixties, I believe, will be a much bigger wide span. That'll be a big release. cigar, yeah. Uh, so I think they'll add a sixtieth to the family reserve, but I think there'll be an all new sixtieth, similar to what they did with the the humidor for the fiftieth. Oh, so that I think was huge. Bit, yeah, I think it's be the Europe drone for sure. Placencia, this is it. your next one's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So Placencia, it's funny because. I was going to put something in my year-end article, but my year-end article is less about predictions. And Charlie Minato did put this in his predictions article. And he's, you, Charlie. He's picking big things happening from Placencia, and he's right. Um, I've had conversations with a few people in Placencia, and they hired a guy named Jim Young who used to run the U.S. operations for Davidoff. Uh, they are focusing a lot more on the high-end market. So they came out with the FIFA. It's not supposed to be a FIFA cigar. Scar for the FIFA World Cup at sixty five dollars. Yep. They have a hundred dollars cigar getting ready to hit the market. Uh, their Placencia one fifty one has been a, all by end indicate a big hit. Their lines just seem to do well. People like the cigars, but they're also getting ready to go big into Asia as well. So I think they're they're getting to be ready to be a global force. Uh, their brand is not in, in the size of the big four, nor even Rocky Patel yet or Fuente. But I think this is you're gonna see start you're gonna start seeing Fuente excuse me Rocky I mean, no let me say it again you'll start seeing Placencia in the same conversation as a Rocky Patel and Fuente oh. in terms of scope and I'm saying they have a longer track record uh, in terms of brands Placencia has done stuff for other people I'm saying Placencia blended cigars are gonna get ready to really explode and Charlie's right on that oh you know I gotta say I love panels I love Charlie on a panel I love it. Uh, he's really good, and because you know at the trade show so he's good. he's really he's like really like busy, right? But you get him on a panel, uh, he's very good. So no I think good. I think Loomis is working on getting him on his show, oh. end of year show, which is gonna be in February. Oh. I yeah. Oh, love Charlie on a panel. Yeah. yeah. Anya Charlie, I had him on Jukebox once. It was great. No, he is. He knows his music. Yeah. Um. Oh. There will be a thousand dollars cigar this year, <laughs> and it won't be from Gurker. I know Gurker's got oh. one already. <laughs> There will be a thousand dollar cigar this year. Whether wow. it's Habanos, whether it's uh Davidoff, now, I don't know who, but someone's gonna put a thousand dollar cigar. Now, out. do you have like inside info on that? Or are you just thinking is this just out of the box? Or? No, I don't have inside info, I'm being honest with you. But uh, you know, when they came out that Cohiba release, Habanos, and it was like six hundred dollars and then yes. it was going on the black market for over a thousand. Why wouldn't Habanos try to do a thousand just do a thousand dollar cigar on their own, right? That's what I'm just saying. So, but, and I think what's going to happen is they do it, then you'll see some of these other companies say, hey, why don't we have come out with a $1,000 cigar? Oh, yeah, uh, look, yeah. I don't think Rocky Patel is ready to come out with a $1,000 cigar. I, I, again, I think the company that I would look for no. more is Davidoff, and they probably raise the price of the Oro Blanco. Yeah. Um, and hey, and, 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 and the Oro Blanco, yeah. What? Developing pallets will buy one for everybody and they'll uh, review it. All uh, right. <laughs> So, oh, Ben Lee's got a review of the Rocky Patel Conviction, which is the hundred dollars cigar coming out on Syndicate. Oh, damn! So, uh, yeah, that's coming out. I know he's uh, already worked on that one. I'll be reviewing it later in the year, but I have it as well. Oof. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. but uh, Oliva's got the three hundred dollars cigar. I Fuente's already doing. It. Fuente could do it. I think Fuente. But what, the way Fuente will do is they'll put it in a humidor. I don't want to. Yes. I'm, here's what I'm saying. I'm looking more for. You can go into a store, and this is going to be it. somewhat readily available. Like Oro Blanco, Ooh. 
you go into a Davidoff merch, you were able to get that. Like mm. that's what I'm just saying. It's it's not part. You have to buy a twenty thousand dollar. I'm not talking about buying a twenty thousand dollar humidor. Not a humidor, right? I'm talking about thousand dollar cigar. It's gonna happen this year. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Now your your band your band ones here. Yeah, record breaking music catalog sale. Now, do you, I, I saw that. I'm trying to think who would be. I think Billy Joel sold part of his already. Did um, Bruce Springsteen sell his? I I don't know if he has. I thought he might have sold part of it as well. I think U2 would be the one. Ooh. I don't know if they sold it. I think U2 would be the ideal candidate. I'm just Googling. Yep. I should have checked that one. But uh, so something's going to, and I think it's going to approach like 750 million or something like that. That's what, uh, I don't think they sold it yet. But they would be the ideal one. Um, like David Bowie, I know he sold his. Um, you, you two to me is the one. Madonna would be the other one. Madonna, yeah. Madonna would be the other one. Uh, God, how much would that go for? Jesus. Did Kiss sell theirs yet? I think Kiss could be another one. Um, yeah, I, I would say. But you know, you two's worth so much money. They're I think they're worth like two point oh. five billion or something like that. That's Jeez. why I, I think that's the one. Um uh so we'll see. And then the Beatles is owned by Michael Paul McCartney, I mean owns the Michael Jackson yes. one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So unless the Beatles sell theirs, that would Ooh. be the that would be the other one. And the stone. There'd be a lot of moving parts with that one though, I yeah. think. Yeah, and by the way. I am. I don't have every one of these catalog sales memorized. So if someone correct me no. if I'm wrong on somebody, just so you know. Uh, I think I'll if Bruce get... hasn't sold his, that would be a lot. I think I want to say Bruce sold part of his. I want to say know. Bruce did sell part of his. Um, but I think we're gonna say we're gonna start seeing these things start to approach get caught. Yeah, he did sell it. He did sell it. Oh, Bruce, five hundred fifty million. So he sold his. I believe it was last year. Um, that ain't bad. Well, 20, the end of twenty twenty one, he sold it. So he sold for five hundred and fifty million dollars. God, again, picture what the Beatles would sell for, and then oh. picture what, picture what, um, inflation. You two is gonna sell more than that. I just, oh, I gotta be. Honest. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that. Ooh. That's a, yeah. And your next one, Coop here. Rolling Stones retire after this tour. Yeah, they could retire and sell it. Yeah, I think this is it. I think this is it. I really do. I agree with that. I mean, uh, I don't know where else they have to go. They could still tour, I guess, but uh, I think they'll maybe still. I I think they're gonna retire. Um, so I will, I will predict after the tour they say this is it, and maybe they do some other stuff here and there. But I think by bringing Bill Wyman back in for the album, so I think there's just signs of it. And, but I go back again that last song that when they go back to the blues roots. Yeah, it, it 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 was such an indicator. Of it's this such is it. a perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a perfect ending to an, an incredible career. And I do think my sixth one was this concert movie will be a Stones movie. That's a good one. I like that. And it will tie in with this retirement. That's kind of where I'm thinking with this. It will tie in with the end of the Rolling Stones because I I think we I think for this all to go into play, there's going to have to be a last Rolling Stones concert. Mm. Now, do you yeah. believe that Elton John so, is truly retired? I don't. I don't think. I think Elton no. comes back. I think Elton's coming back. But I. But yeah, he's ten years he's younger than the Stones, so. Of course, he's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. He can't stay away. 
Yeah. I but have. Can, uh, but, I, yeah. Go ahead, Coop. But you know, Charlie Watts is gone. You yeah. Know, gone. Nick Jagger and Keith Richards look like they're falling apart. So yeah. Yeah. Do it while you're on top, man. Um, yeah. Exactly. I think there's a. Don't don't push it after this. It's not going to work. Do this. Do your concert movie and sell your rights for a billion dollars. And go and go be happy. Yeah, and be happy. Yeah. I have one last crystal ball, and that is that we're gonna do new music forty five. Absolutely. <laughs> How uh, did your cigar go? Oh man, this was great. I just it's strong. Uh it's got those baker's chocolate notes, uh a strong pepper spice, uh some coffee notes. It, it, this was a this was the Avion in the advent calendar. This was the four and a half by forty six version of it. Fantastic! This was one of the best ones I've had out of the uh, the, oh. the advent calendar so far. So thanks to the tuna nice. for giving me an advent calendar. It was last year's advent calendar. Anya tuna. Yeah. Yep. Um, mine's. I still got. I've still got that little bit there, Coop. You went. For, I couldn't. It was. I was at the end. It was strong. So. <laughs> yeah. But but no. I Here's mean, mine. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the tabernacle and the Corona. It's just a solid cigar. It's rich. It's sweet. It's good. You nubbed that one pretty good. Daily rotation, man. Yep. You gotta go for it. Yep. Uh new music with Hustler. Yeah, of course. Brought to you by the guys at um Cigar Hustler. Uh located in Deltona, Florida. Uh great store. Uh great uh selection of cigars, great customer service, uh great lounge, everything great. Uh combination of boutiques and tried and true cigars. If you can't get to Deltona, Florida. I may try to get there, by the way, when I'm down there. Uh, I have to see. My Tampa schedule's been already booked pretty good with Jose Blanco. So, uh, but um, go to go to CigarHustler.com. Get on their uh, mailing list because when the new releases come out, uh, they tend to put them out on Cigar Hustler. And yeah. uh, if you uh, also, I'd recommend getting on social media because sometimes they go social media. Um, with um with that as well um they have i just got an email from them yesterday they got a new provada release they got the spc 22s and they got yes. the supreme leaf perfectos and the viaje farmer bill hatches so they got there's some stuff that's come in uh and you can get them from hustler if you get on their email list yeah and of course I mean, yeah yeah and mike's a great guy mike's a great guy very supportive of us and you uh, we get cigar. Dave gets. It's hard for Dave to get cigars, and it Mike is, is really getting, stepped it's up. It's getting harder. Uh, well. Mike, Mike will always be a part of the show as he wants to because that's a big, big. Without Mike, it, Dave would really be struggling to get cigars, and it would be a big financial burden on us too sometimes. So, yeah. uh, Mike, he's Mike stepped up. I gotta, I gotta say, close circuit to Mike. Uh, due to some. Uh... Do some shipping issues with other companies. You're going to be getting a lot more business from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad for him, but but, uh, uh, but we will work. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, don't forget the Cigar Hustlers podcast. Uh, I call it the most eclectic podcast out there. Uh, it is the uh, it's the most unique podcast. I'll just say that. So uh, hey, it's it's. Uh... I saw Mike's top cigars of the year. Everyone came out of Skip's factory. Think <laughs> that's a shocker. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what would you expect? It's his brand. I mean, he give him credit because you know, not only does he uh he sells a lot of cigars, but he believes in the cigars he sells, and that's a positive thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the show's great, and he's great. 
Yeah, he's and great. They're great guys. Mike Palmer's uh, great. They're great. They have a lifetime invite to the media compound, which, oh, the media compound has been booked for Vegas. Breaking Ooh. news, you're hearing this. Uh, I, I had to do the booking this year because Loomis is not going to be at the trade show this year. Normally, it's an Aaron Loomis thing. Loomis! Uh, I found a real, I think I found a good house. So everyone signed off on it, and I booked it this afternoon before the show. Nice. I got to get there. I got to get you there. Got, like I said, if you get there, you got a place to stay with us. So. I got to get there. But he, If you uh, can work it out time-wise, let me know. I'll find a way to get you. Yeah, anytime. But Hustler Man has supported the podcast since day one. He has. Uh, I mean, look, there. We have a lot of fun bantering with those guys, especially me. Uh, I couldn't think of two better guys. And, you know, no. uh, they make really good cigars, and they're just a great retailer. Um, they just know how to do business the right way. So And and Tampa's back in it, man. Baker. They're Tampa's back in it. So, you know. You know, the Baker's played well for them this year. You got to say, Baker's had – I'm not saying he hey, had an all-pro year. He's had a good, he had a good his career back up, man. Yeah, yeah. Good on him. Um, New music. We talked about Nicki Minaj, so I have a uh, single yep. off that. I have Nicki Minaj, Red Ruby, Red Ruby at the Sleaze. Yeah. Um, has a great beat, and it's back to the Mickey, Nicki Minaj that took the world by storm when she guessed it on Kanye's Monster track, which yep. kind of kickstarted her career. Nice, nice one, yep. Great one. Um, big artists on that record, too. Drake's on there as well. Um, not this track, but he's on a track. Um. Side B, Porno for Pyros. I, I was excited to see this one. Guy. I have to, I, I, yeah, you, I, this was the first I'd heard of that, and I gave it a listen. Uh, Pete's dad. So, yeah, this is a song they spent Christmas with Pete, one of the band members, and his dad. Uh, so this is a song about that. Fun throwback to the 90s. It's very good. I like Perry Farrell's vocal. Always have. That's why I like Porno for Pyros. Is this, also, a, is this, was this like a reunion? Were they broken up for a while? It's it's hard with these bands. They don't really break up. They kind of like yeah. They kind of take a break. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, yeah. But but there's rumors. Pete's been talking or uh, Perry's been talking about making some new music for Jane's Addiction. So he might be getting some new Jane's Addiction stuff, which is crazy. Yeah, um, which would be a new oldies. They announced group. they announced the tour. I thought he also talked in an interview about how he really liked. He was really excited because he was making new songs for them. Yeah, it, it seems like Dave Navarro is in on this. I was like, ooh. I think Dave Navarro exciting. is coming back with the band. So I, I thought this exciting. was a done deal. Yeah. Whether they do any more work, I'm not sure. Uh, but I I don't know if a new album has been announced or not, but he's working. That on I haven't something. heard. I just thought I thought they were touring, though, for sure. He's working on something. Yeah. So my album archaeology homework is Jane's Addiction, Ritual, De Lo, Habitual. Uh, this is the record that really broke the band. Uh, ben caught stealings on there, stops on there, three days is on there. Um, so it's a good way to, to you know, get reacquainted with that music. And I have a bonus track, Coop, that I put on. All here. right. It's not new, but I went and saw the movie Night Swim last night. Uh huh. A very, a very B horror movie about a haunted <laughs> pool. Night Swim. Uh, <laughs> and they had the song Loud and Rainwright song. The swimming song in it. And this is such a great song that they played it. I couldn't believe it was in the movie. So uh, the swimming song, I added it to the to the song list. It's just a great loud and Wainwright, you know, terrible man. Great song. <laughs> so what, you know, there's a beer called Night that... Swim. Oh, did they? it's a dark porter beer. Yeah, it's a dark. It's oh, one of those dark beers. Swim. And it's really good. 
haunted pool, Coop. Haunted pool. Haunted pool, yeah. (laughs) You got to love it. But no. But I heard that song. Haven't heard that song in a while. Heard it in the show. It's a great song. Or in the movie. Good job. Good job. So I did that. So uh, so that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. Um, That was a good wrap-up for uh, your music and cigars. Um, So, yeah, we thank you. Oh, I was just going to say, for the song list people there, you'll get the song list for this show, but also the song list for uh, the playlist for the top 50 yep, as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Uh, excited about that. Yeah, um, you know, you'll see all that on every place but YouTube. Well, you, no, you'll have the playlist on YouTube. You will. Uh, I actually don't put the other links on YouTube because we have flagged for those other links, but Jeez. I have kept the Spotify ones out there. Okay, good. But the other ones, yeah, they've been, they've been, uh, you know, we, I've been pushing more of our content just, you know, to rumble.com. Okay. Um, I'm not the biggest, I mean, it's, it's a little politically charged, right? But our oh, numbers wow. are going up on rumble pretty good. It's hard to say. So, um, you know, definitely check us out on rumble. You can go to a link on the coop website. So you get it on YouTube and rumble, but our rumble numbers have, are starting to eclipse our YouTube numbers right now. Cause YouTube's just been so restrictive on stuff right now that we're doing very good on rumble. So check that out. Um, all of our shows, of course are on, on, on Apple podcasts. They, they air Monday nights and they're up usually by Tuesday morning. Uh, I have it done. So, and then I put it on the website about a week later. So, you know, if you miss, you know, if you forget about it, then you can go to a website. That's all I got, Dave. That's it. That's all I got, man. So, yeah, and uh, thanks to our audience. Thanks, Dave, as well. Uh, a lot of great work you put into doing this. Uh, don't think there'll be a show next week. I'm going to be in Tampa driving Jose Blanco around. So uh, <laughs> I'll have a lot to talk about with that. I can tell you that. The driving Miss Daisy scenario. Dri- oh, driving the professor part, the Tampa edition. We had the Vegas edition. <laughs> the- yeah, I told him I'm going to be in Florida. And he's like, yeah, hey, come on by. And the next thing I know, he's, uh, you know, I'm driving him around now. But I, uh, he's bringing me to Columbia Restaurant. So... <laughs> We'll be good. I'm staying oh, nice. at his hotel, so I'm I'm sure I could be waking me up at seven a.m. to smoke. So, ah. <laughs> uh, but that's gonna wrap up primetime jukebox episode one eighteen into the annals of history for this January twenty twenty four edition. We'll see everybody on the B side. Take care, everybody. <laughs>